Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Come out to play. Come out to play. Morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. Uh, we've got tickets that we're going to give away to Smoke and Guns. Seventh annual charity fight between firefighters and police officer. Scheduled for June 20th at the BOK Center. Tickets available for BOKCenter.com. We'll all be raring to get the hell out doing something by that date. So we've also got Best and Worst of the Weekend. Our listeners are awesome. It's going to happen. Uh, 
Jeff Hensley is going to join us. If you have a question about divorce, spousal support, custody, you can't take that agonizing bitch any longer. And you're like, I'm ready to file. I want to do social distancing the legal way. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> uh, he can help with that. Or if he's being a just douchebag, you can practice social distancing the legal way. Jeff can answer all those questions on how to get that started. And Jeff Reeser made some calls. We're going to find him out why the hell there's no goddamn toilet paper. <laughs> what about for me, man? For, need meat. Forget, forget the, the pun. We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Jeff Reeser is going to join us in a little bit. I talked to him on Saturday, so he was like, yeah, let's do it. He was he was psyched. He was more psyched than I was. <laughs> He's like, yes. He was actually listening to our practice show. Oh, yeah? Nice. And he was like, I'll just call now. <laughs> oh, man, we were testing our COVID equipment. Uh, did you see, speaking of COVID, speaking of the COVID, <laughs> ha, Tolson, Joe Diffie. Died. Really? He had the COVID. Um, he announced on the 27th. I thought of you yesterday, Gimpy, because I, I well, you're the oh. only person I know that likes country <laughs> that much. And so I was like, I bet Gimpy heard this and is like having a Joe Diffie night where he's drinking. Uh, no, That's what no, I thought for didn't sure. Didn't have a Joe Diffie night. Didn't know that it happened. I knew that he had uh, done some work on another station locally or whatever, uh, radio station, whatever. Listened to him a few times. Didn't know that he had the COVID. Didn't know that he died. He announced it on the 27th, died the 29th. Ain't that something? I don't know if he announced it. Somebody put it on oh, his right. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know if he was, you know, like, T- hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Send. <laughs> How many kids did he have? Ooh, this seems like it should be like, uh, kind of like an odd number. Not so much like, you know, your standard 2.5 children. Yeah. I'm not asking because he had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> Shoot, he had a dozen kids, man. Dozen? Bonus points if you can say how many from how many different women. Oh, 12 kids, six different women. God damn, man. Good God. He didn't play in the NBA. <laughs> no, man. I was going to say six kids from four different women. Yeah, that's correct. Six kids from four different women. Wow. Wow. Good. Get I it, Joe. It. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a friendly dude, man. He was just friendly. He's just friendly. I had a friendly period friendly. of my life, too. <laughs> no, I mean, he was like he was a genuinely super nice dude. Yeah. He had a recording studio where he helped uh, people that couldn't afford to do albums and churches and stuff like that. I mean, he had to file bankruptcy and close it, but he, he tried. Yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was a nice dude, so he died in Nashville, 61. Dang. Young. I think he was working with Sammy Kersaw and a couple other guys. Oh, yeah? Doing an album. Maybe even Aaron Tippin. Like, they were uh, working on some stuff. Oh. And just... Now he's dead. Because he got the cough. The virus. <laughs> yeah. I was reading a story this morning of a 20-year-old girl. It's, it's kind of stupid, but she was living in Spain, like on an exchange program or whatever, or whatever, students abroad program, and did, because it's bad there, mm-hmm. and was doing like hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes. When it started getting really serious, she was like, I better get out of here. Came home, not even a few days later, <laughs> sick, she, she was on a respirator, like she was bad. Mm. 20 years old. That's a shame. Crazy. Man. Did you she live? Your- I mean, she was doing an interview, so oh, okay, I, I okay. assume she was alive. <laughs> she, she's just barely holding on. 
I don't think it was a post interview. I could, I could be completely wrong. I mean, I they know. just they got what do you like. Think about this. They got that lady over on uh, Memorial and twenty seventh answering questions. I don't know. I don't know if they were like, can you ask her for us? <laughs> that got a that got a Ouija board, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, maybe talking mm-hmm, to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm assuming it was li- like she was alive. I, I'm, I'm just being concerned honest. about the 20 year old girl. If she made it or not? I'm, I'm just being honest. I don't. I don't. They never were like she's still alive. I just assumed she was answering questions mm-hmm. that they were asking her in the article I was reading. Gotcha. But I could be completely wrong. Uh, let's see. I think that's. Oh, we passed more. We have more deaths now from the coronavirus than we do from 9/11. Well, that's good. That's complete sarcasm. Right okay. Yes. Just waiting for you to clear it up. <laughs> this sure. morning, um, I saw the sweetest, cutest thing happen that Starbucks is doing that because, you know, the Starbucks that I go to, there's it's there's a bunch of hospitals around here. Yeah. And so you can buy a snack for a medical professional and then they'll give, you know, whenever someone goes by and scrubs, I don't know how they validate that, yeah. but <laughs> they, they'll give them the, yeah. the snack. Yeah. You, so I bought you'd a little like protein th- pack this morning for some random yeah. person. I don't you'd know. like to think that. That's yeah. the same as when you check out at, you know, the drugstore and they're like, would you like to round it up to $7 mm. for to send candy to troops? And you're like, I guess. I'm just going to think that they didn't take the extra I, No, I think that's fine. I think that's a good. I <laughs> agree. Also, I, I'd like to think that they did that too. Yeah. Really, they're boosting sales. That's all they're caring about is boosting sales. That's true. But for me, the customer, I'm like, cool. Yeah, I got capitalizing to on some that. hungry nurse. Wonderful. That's how it was painted in I, my head. <laughs> I, that's very sweet of you. I believe you to be that person to do those things. That's very sweet of you. Yeah. If, you know, I like also, it didn't seem like some company wide initiative. It just seemed like something they were doing there. They, oh, they, okay. They like, they have. They used Expo markers to be like, we've sold this many, and like they kept drawing in a line. So I was like, this looks more uh, uh, real than if it was yeah. a, a national thing that everyone. Did was you doing. take? Did they take the piece of paper down and add another mark when you bought yours? Mm, maybe when I drove away, but I don't think Bitch, so. Bitch, I want to no, see it for they, real. Give I want some proof. Right, give took, me my cred. <laughs> they took uh, an exo marker like on the glass, you know, and then they just kept scribbling up. So, so. they got like a thermometer or whatever, yes. and yes. they just keep coloring it in until it finally bursts at the top or whatever. Oh. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it's the thought that counts. That's a marketing yeah. technique too to use those thermometers because mm-hmm. when they. Because people will give to push them over the limit. If it's low, they're like, I ain't giving. You're not going to make it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they'll squirrel it up, right? Brilliant. And then, is it? It, it works for it, me. Or is it capital? I was <laughs> like, I've, I'll buy you a protein pack. Nurse has been working for, you know, in my head, 48 yeah. hours straight, has been on her feet. Like, I'm pa- painting the worst scenario, the person that needs the protein pack the most. That's what I'm painting in my head. I was, <laughs> I was watching... Uh, a thing on Twitter, and it was about people buy, like making food to take to um, hospitals and stuff for doctors and nurses. Like incredibly nice because we're all trying to search for something to do or something to help out, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think they would take that. Yeah, because I don't know if you're healthy. Yeah, right. I don't know how clean your nasty kitchen is. I'm not sure about that. I don't. I mean, it's a nice gesture, but. I don't know if you can take the temperature of Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> They're usually served cold. You want to hear something crazy that I, this is such a bizarre, total rabbit hole thing. The number of trickle downs that are happening from all this. But women giving birth 
Some of them are being told they can't have anybody in the room with them. I was reading an article that they have people that are their job is to text updates for the person who's giving labor that that they oh, wow. are, are like text tutors, I guess, and are texting everybody in your chain or in the in the room because they can't have anybody in there just to be like, hey, dad, baby's fine. Hey, mother-in-law, baby's fine. Mom's okay. This is the blah, 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 that there's wow. somebody in there to do that because there's no, you know, they can't have somebody with them. I'm like, God, I, oh. There's some weird psychological thing that'll happen out of that. Yeah. I would be terrified. Some women, myself. and we should also point out, a lot of women mm-hmm. do it by themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's out of, not by choice. Right, right. because daddy's a scumbag. Right, people, you know, they're just in a spot where nobody's there supporting them. Mm. Right? For whatever reason. But this is like, you want them there. God, and you could just be like, well, you weren't there. I the virus. I tried. I, they it wouldn't let me. Oh, they wouldn't, would they? You were knocked out. You never bonded with your son. You couldn't bond with him through FaceTime. Of course not. You weren't there. Right. <laughs> you the weren't there. Yes. Louise. Right. The Somebody sure. called Jeff Hensley. <laughs> right. Right. I'm messing right. with this already. Right. That just so many crazy things. And they just said they're probably gonna extend everything to the end of April. Yeah. End yeah. of April. That's crazy, dude. If what? you wanted to get married in the month of April, mm-hmm. you are not. And April is one of the biggest months. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. You're not legally getting married unless right. until they figure out how to get you a marriage license. Mm-hmm. 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 But you have to go down to the courthouse and get it, and it'd be closed. Yeah. You can have all the ceremonies you want. It won't mean crap. It won't be legal. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, Isn't that God. crazy? That yeah, sucks, that man. Super sucks. So now we're going to have a bunch of people going, well, I got married in April, but it wasn't legal till July. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, oh stop. Don't, <laughs> oh, you do that sucks. with dating. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm saying, uh, as the person that would be, I would have those two dates for sure. But women, pretty smart because you can be like, well, we get two anniversaries. Yep. Bamskis. <laughs> Double the gifts. The actual day we got married and yeah. then the day the state <laughs> recognized we got married. I read two bars in Tulsa got shut down this weekend and cited for obstruction of a civil defense order. Well, the the rules are stay closed, people. How hard is that to follow the goddamn rules? God. Seriously, man. You dicks. If we could just all get this over with. But if you keep doing this, then it's just going to make it worse and prolong it. (gasps) One of the owners said that they was a... They were told it was a birthday party, so they were like, hey, and then brought out shots to the people. What? And then people, police sat outside and watched and waited. <laughs> like, oh, maybe it's just like they're stopping to say hi to their friend. Mm-hmm. And when the police saw enough people going in and out, they were like, ah, God damn it. Now I got to go in there and deal with this. Like, oh, a birthday party? That, that doesn't ex- exonerate us from the rules, but it's a birthday. Yeah. The owner of the bar said he stated he was working inside when a crowd of people showed up. The individual bought a round of drinks when they were told it was someone's birthday. And they were issued a citation for obstruction of a civil defense order. On another one, uh, a drag queen party was being held at another bar. And that party was being streamed live on Facebook. God damn, man. I don't think you should be breaking the the order, right? Mm -mm. I personally don't think that. It's... You're... I don't want to go into the ins and outs of why you shouldn't, other than it, it can get you in trouble. 
But don't brag about it. Right. Don't broadcast it on Facebook. Why didn't you just put a a, a white, you know, one of those searchlights outside your business? (laughs) Everybody look here. Yeah. One of those, uh, you know, fan waving dancing dudes. That'll get enough attention. Put it live on Facebook. What are you crazy? Here's me doing a crime. Well, is that con- that's not a crime, is it? No, that's a crime. Yes, it's They've a said, crime. Yeah, they said you can't do it, so that makes it a crime. It's, it's obstruction of a civil uh, defense order. God. The part that's crazy, Stop. and the, the mayor said this, the part that's crazy is police are like, well, uh, whose law do we follow? We don't, we need some clarification. What do you mean? Well, the governor's doing one thing, and mayors are doing another thing. Oh, And the president's you. doing a completely another thing. Mm, got you. And people, the, the people that are trying to do their job are like, ah, damn it. Please just don't follow one of them. Just go please. Because <laughs> I don't want to have to write you a ticket. I need to go get that guy that's breaking into a home. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to write you a ticket. Breaking up the Rona party. Because you got to have your, you know, your drag queen, your little drag queen party. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to a drag queen party? They're fun. They are super fun. They are fun, man. Drag queens know how to party. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> I know you're thinking I'm crazy. I'm telling you, some of the most fun I've ever had is at a drag queen party, and it isn't whatever you, you're visioning, visioning it to be. Right. It's so fun. I've been to a drag brunch. It was awesome. A drag brunch? Is that yeah. like where they, drag queens serve you brunch? Yeah. Well, well mm, you or serve you yourself. You eat brunch while they perform around you, and it's oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. It was a place in Kansas City we go to, and it was Silver Coin Night. That's the best. Yeah, <laughs> and they do their dance. They dance and ta- sing and do whatever. It's like karaoke, essentially in costume. Yeah. Yeah. But they're you know they're drag queens. Fantastic. Yes, mm-hmm. and good. Yeah. No, Gimpy's a good karaoke singer, but this is like psh. these queens got me beat, huh? Oh, they they'll win. <laughs> I don't know about that other part, but uh, we've got tickets to Smoking Guns. We're going to give away best and worst in the weekend. Uh, our listeners are awesome. Jeff Hensley's going to join us. If you have a question about a divorce or an adoption. Maybe you're like, well, how will this affect my adoption? He can answer that question. You can get your question to us ahead of time to show at KMOD.com. And Jeff Reeser is going to join us. We'll talk to him about the whole TP situation. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Divorce? Yeah, we can help you with that. Jeff Hensley will be in the studio from Hensley and Associates. Email your question to show at KMOD.com, and he will answer it when he gets here. Let's do news quickies. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Coronavirus lockdown spurs police in England to dye Blue Lagoon, Blue Lagoon black. Okay, so there is the, the Derbyshire police. They said that even though they told people to stop going outside to stay home because of COVID-19, that people were still congregating at this former quarry known as Blue Lagoon in Harper Hill. And so in order to get people to stop going there, they just went ahead and dyed the lagoon black. And this lagoon is actually really gross water. So this isn't the first time that they've done this. Um, they've dyed 
it black before because of the pH balance um, of the water. It can cause irritation to the skin, and apparently, it's super cold and has trash and dead animals in it. Ew. But it looks really pretty because it looks like it's like this beautiful crystal, you know, crystal clear blue water. So, in order to stop the Instagrammers from going there and taking pictures to post on social media, they just went ahead and put dye in. See, now here's the thing about that, man, is like, I don't think it's going to slow people down. In fact, I think it's probably going to make things worse because people are now going to want to flock there instead of to uh, take pictures of the blue water. They're going to flock there to take pictures of this black mess. Well, okay. I could maybe see that, Mm -hmm. but it's like before... People are like putting their toes in it and that kind of stuff. Right, now, right, if it right. like looks gross, you won't have like the Insta picture. Uh, I think he still will. I think he still will, just because it's it's bizarre. You know, hey man, look at this black water. Well, they and say and they have done this before because. Mm-hmm. You know, this is such disgusting water. They wanted people to stay out of it because it'll irritate your skin by so getting in it. <laughs> why don't they just drain it? If it's such a disgusting place. Why don't they just drain it and get rid of you? Then you won't have to worry about wasting money and resources to dye it black to keep people out of it. I don't know, Kimpy. They need you for governor. Yeah. <laughs> right, me for governor. You believe that? No. <laughs> no. Uh, alleged home invader leaves boop on victim's floor. Now, this happens in a small town just outside of Perth, Australia, where this guy woke up. He had heard his... His uh, refrigerator door closed early in the morning, late at night. Goes downstairs to uh, do some investigating. And that's when he was met with a pile of dookie on the floor. Well, he continues his investigation. Wondering what the hell is going on. Goes out to his garage. Finds another pile of poop. whoop dee dee scoop poop <laughs> Finds another pile. Poop-dee-scoop-dee-scoop-dee-whoop. In his garage. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. Well, now that's two turds in my house. Then he sees this woman who was nearby. He looks at the woman. They lock eyes. She jumps over a fence and takes off running. <laughs> he, ended, he called the police, uh, filed a report. They eventually tracked the woman down. They arrested her for aggravated burglary and stealing. And she, she decided that she didn't want to be released on bail. She's just going to go ahead and stay in jail and uh, go see the judge when her time comes around. Poop. <laughs> of all of them, this is the best one. Poop. Yeah. <laughs> poop. 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 Whoop dee dee scoop poop. <laughs> I don't know why I think they're so funny, but anytime we can play a little bit of Kanye telling me about poop, I think it's something funny. <laughs> Man shoots himself by accident while adjusting gun in his pants. No, ladies, he's not talking about anything in particular other than the actual weapon. Uh, A 66-year-old man accidentally shot himself while adjusting the gun in his waistband, according to police. His injuries are not life-threatening, and police were called to a scene and determined what had happened. He was brought to a local hospital and released shortly thereafter. I want to know if it was in the front Mm -hmm. or the back. Mm -hmm. It has to be in the front. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the front. You can have an in-hip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But to me... To me, if you've got it in, in, in the pants holster is what they're called, right? right. <laughs> You're not going to shoot yourself. It's going to cover up the trigger. It's it's going to make it a little bit harder to shoot yourself. So to me, this guy's just got a willy-nilly in his waistband 
holding on to it. If it's one of those pl- thick plastics, you're mm-hmm. probably right. right. If it's a cloth one, probably not so much. And especially if you know you're like, got to make the adjustment, <laughs> right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Got to make the adjustment <laughs> as a 66 year old man, gangster. <laughs> Just saying. Yo, word. <laughs> Gotta make the adjustment. My old balls. <laughs> Poop. We gotta take a break and we'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. I'm not, I'm not, they're not making us do this, but I thought I would share. Uh, last night, iHeartMedia, our parent company, had the iHeart concert uh, on Fox, and the couch concert. And Dave Grohl performed My Hero on it from his like home studio, it looks like. Sounds amazing, right? In his own little studio. And seeing Mariah Carey on there was weird. She's just, I think that she's bizarre. Uh, and then the big steal of the night was because um, they had those doctors singing. Again, mm-hmm. but I think it's the same thing they we've seen a hundred times already. Well, and they can because they're all wearing masks, so you could interchange them, and I would have no idea. <laughs> Excellent point. But the big steal was uh, what was her name Camelia, Camelia doing the baby song, the baby ah. Camilla Cabello is that the one? Yes, Boom. Gimpy. Look at that. How did you know about Camelia Cabale? I hear it's in, her in the hallway from time to time. I think he's probably in a spank bank. It's she's hot. Is. is she really? I've yeah, never you know, I've never I've never seen this woman. Yeah, I think she's super hot. But apparently her and this other dude did some song and everybody's it's the big talk on social media. <laughs> I think it's because they're dating about? those two. Oh, is it? Yeah. And they're in quarantine together? Oh, yeah, probably. Okay. Sean Mendez. Yes. Oh, is that who that was? Good. I'm just reading what's on the screen here. Oh, okay. That's all there is to it. You had Camila Cabello immediately when that screen wasn't up at that point, so. Super impressed. Super, super. I don't know. I just saw it's on the screen, guys. Turning down Sean Mendez as we come back from break. Every time you give me hell for pop music, I think that that's why. It's because secretly you love it, but you hate yourself for loving it so much, Gimpy. I think that's the conundrum. I like Shawn Mendes. I like Shawn Mendes. I think he's he's clearly talented. I don't know anything about this other girl, (laughs) much less her name. (laughs) And she's hot. She's worth Google. Uh, Timmy Hill won the virtual race at Texas Motor Speedway. The second... Wait, no. That's not a real thing. <laughs> the virtual race. <laughs> right, right, because they're doing video games. Yes. It's a video game. These Pretty s- impressive, though. My brother it's was, a video I game. Get it, I get it, man, but I mean, you got to pass time somehow. And it's kind of neat that they're in these simulators. I am video games. I know, but it's not sports. 
It's sports-ish. We got to take what we can, man. They are wrestling in front of empty crowds right now, so we got to take what we can get. Nobody's doing it better than AEW right now. (laughs) Well, and wouldn't you, if if you were, even if you weren't into that gaming, wouldn't you watch if that was your thing, NASCAR? But this guy, he's not a race car driver, is he? He's a gaming dude. Okay, but this, have you ever watched (laughs) E-Leagues? No. It's, I know. Because I don't watch people play video games. I know, but it's like a big thing. I'm aware it's a big thing. So is the Ku Klux Klan. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big thing. They have a huge membership. (laughs) It isn't 10 people in Alabama. Not anymore. (laughs) Just because people are into something doesn't validate its existence. Well, what about, like, I think that there's, like, millions of people that watch. So does that validate it? Not for me. No? It's video games. I'm. I see plenty of YouTube videos that people just watch, and I'm like, well, this is dumb. I mean, honestly. It doesn't have to be for me because a lot of people watch it. They're better. That's I do think that is a talent that I do not possess. I never said it wasn't a talent. Well, I don't know. I never said it wasn't a talent. Just not a sport. I don't think it's a sport. I've got to agree with you, man, because typically I'd be like, because people are like, oh, disc golf's not a sport. You're exerting energy. You're breaking a sweat. With video games, not so much. Sometimes you might be. I said, you're fat and out of shape. Your fingers are covered in Cheeto dust. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Code Red Mountain Dew. Right. Fueling oh, up. I always liked Code Red. I thought it was awesome. Oh, man, it's the blue stuff. No. Yeah. I, I, blast. I don't. Yeah. Right. Get out of here. It's so great they have it in one location. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Think it's a sport because I don't know. There's no physical exertion. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, you're moving your thumbs. That's, That's not exertion. It, That's it. So well, what about? I got a cramp. Right. <laughs> got to get a trainer in. Put a sprint on your thumb or whatever. <laughs> Start you know? to massage your thumb out. <laughs> right. Do you think um, like mathletes are? Uh, is that a are sport? They, yeah, are those no. sports. No, no, no. it's a competition, no. sure, but it isn't a sport. Hmm. I don't know. I right now it's hard for me to argue it, but when I watch real sports and they go into it, I'm like, well, those are clearly athletes. They practice. They're just scraping the bottom of the barrel for content. It's <laughs> really all that that is. No. Practice is what makes you an athlete. Um, I'm trying to think of like my my child practices reading. Does that make her an athlete? Well, I mean, is she a speed reader? Yeah, she's a speed reader. That's for not sure. a sport either. <laughs> Ooh, I think they have speed reading competitions. I have all the competitions you want. That doesn't make it a sport. Mm-hmm. I think it does. So a competition is a sport. So the spelling bee then is a sport. Yeah, you're no. you're no. Yeah, no. I no. do. Yeah, you're then you're a spelling no. athlete. Huh? Yeah. No. Yeah, the same way that you're a mathlete if you do good at you know the math competitions. But mathletes a play on words because all they're doing is taking the word athlete and adding an M. Yeah, I know that. I. I'm aware of that. I'm so saying not really, I also think they're athletes too. You think they are athletes? Yeah. Doesn't that insult it's like a people that athlete. are athletes? Yeah. I'm competition smart. Yes. Mm-hmm. But doesn't that insult one or the other? No. They can it be. It doesn't give credit to the people that are smart with math, and it takes away people that physically exert themselves. Mm, no, they can coexist. They're fine. I think they can coexist, both no, the athletes. No, not get get your stupid millennial <laughs> participation ribbon the hell out of here. <laughs>
No, I'm going to keep You can it. be Thank just you. a smart person mm-hmm. and be a mathlete or be a spelling bee person. Yeah. And be. Or you're a technically advanced person that can play video games and understand strategy very well. Yeah. And be an athlete at that. No, an athlete is a completely different category. Uh-uh. You're wrong. We don't have to agree. I'm just. <laughs> well, that's, there's that. a lot of things you and I don't agree on, much yep. like Mexico not being in South America. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That, there, there's no way. Nev- that will never die. It hasn't die. even been a it week. The statute of limitations is at least a month on that one, yeah, maybe even a year. It's like, no, there's no opinion. That's just, you look at a map, I was wrong. That's it. Right. You win. That's it. Right, but you don't, there's no statute of limitations on that. I'm just, I, oh my God. It hasn't even been a week. Oh my God. Oh my God, what? C- because I know that that's, I was wrong. I can look at a map and know that's wrong. We don't have to agree on what if, <laughs> if, if gamers or spelling bee champions are athletes. Those are two different things. They are two different things. Athletes and oh, athletes are not the same thing. Such a fun <laughs> anxiety. Right. <laughs> I was right. Now I'm wrong again. No, I Damn it. just don't. I'm not trying to tell time. you you're wrong. There's just no anything that they share similar in, in similar capacities. Textures that would you say bowling is a sport? I wouldn't say it is. Yes, it is. It is a sport. You're, you're putting out physical. You're exerting energy. There's a score behind it. They have tournaments behind it. Of course, bowling's a sport. Well, I don't make tournaments determines whether right, something's right, a sport. Right, right, That's just one of the uh, side categories. To me, there, it's the physical exertion. Exactly. Are you exactly. S- people that say cheerleading is a sport, mm-hmm. and I agree. I think it. I feel like it is. Just because you can drink beer, smoke cigarettes, while you do it, doesn't make it not a sport. <laughs> I'm just why does it have? Why do we have these things that have to be a sport? Why can't they just exist in their own world? Why does it have to be clumped into something else? That's well, what we do. Yeah, because all the sports are on hold Clump- and we're really scraping. That's why. Because we yeah. gotta make, we gotta make <laughs> right. people that don't do sports feel like they're like LeBron James's of the world. Oh. Yes, you could be a LeBron spelling champion, the LeBron of spelling champions. Yeah, you definitely can. That's false to all sports. Oh. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMO. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing? 918-460-KMOD or you can text BMMS and whatever that is to 82945. Sam, what's the best and what's the worst? Well, the worst was... Actually, this morning, getting ready for work, you know, this weekend we tested out equipment in our coronavirus studios, which is my closet, because I felt like that was the <laughs> best place to, that I Were you set up on the ground? Yes, I was set up okay. on the ground. And then I had um, a speaker so that I could put the mic on, like, the speaker, because it was perfect for me sitting on the ground next to my mouth. Oh, you used a speaker yes. as a stand? Yes, okay. yes. And cause, and then I had my laptop like sitting on the floor and then I was sitting like cross-legged. Well, so anyways, we get done. I like wrap up my cord to the, to my laptop and like put everything away. And I did not remember to put the speaker away. I got involved doing something else. And so this morning I was trying, you know, cause my boyfriend's sleeping in bed and I was trying to be super quiet and fell over that speaker that I did not move from Saturday wow. morning and cut the side of like 
where I'd fallen over, I cu- I have a cut from like that's a good six inches near my bra just from falling on the side of the speaker. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it hurt so. It like scared me and knocked the wind out of me at the same time because I didn't really understand what was happening because I know what my closet looks like in the dark. I did, forgot about that goddamn speaker, and so for like mm, two seconds, I was like. I've just been hit with an axe. <laughs> like, it made this more is it. sense. This is how I go yes. out. <laughs> For like two seconds. The, like, the murderer was in the closet. <laughs> yeah, not kidding. And the, and anyways, it still hurts. It hurts to wear a bra because it's right over where oh, you have to. Take it off. It's fine. You might as right. well. You guys are so right. kind. I Listen, mean, it's we're all family. Here. <laughs> we're all family here. Yeah, you get yeah. some air to it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't uh, keep it covered up. Right. Right. We'll turn the cameras off. It's fine. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then the best part of my week. It's weekend. all for you. I mean, we would turn the cameras <laughs> off. Who's the Facebook feed for you? I. That's very so you could sweet. go topless to get it some air. We want it to heal. That's it. We're just looking out for you, Sam. That's it. You could get some. You could, in all seriousness, you could take your shirt off <laughs> and take your bra off and then just tape a piece of paper over your breast. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you'd be topless. We, if anything, we would only see, like, side. And then you're Until getting some air to it. Until the air conditioner kicks on. And then. <laughs> <laughs> God, Gimpy, you're Well, it blows creepy. down. It doesn't blow. Air conditioning. It's not, she's not Marilyn Monroe. It's not, no, but no, she's no, thinking no, of my but... hard nipples. <laughs> Through a piece of paper? What that's, are you? I mean, <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page? <laughs> Why are we talking about my nipples? Uh, and then the best part of the weekend was... Um, I feel like we were on the cusp of the, breast, of the best part. <laughs> And uh, the best part was on Sunday morning, we... Biggest Facebook live feed numbers we'd <laughs> right. ever have, right? No. I'd also be single. Not a team player. <laughs> right? I right. just don't love the show enough. No, that's I fine. Don't. You can love your boyfriend more. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. Uh, See where we stand. Kind of in a climate to review those type of things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She knows I'm kidding. Why are you winking when you're saying <laughs> right. that, Corbin? Because I want you to know I'm not kidding. <laughs> you ain't going to call me out. I right. own it. Ah. And then the best part was we door dashed breakfast on um, Sunday morning. So I got French toast. My boyfriend got an omelet that I would never, ever cook him because I don't know how to. And so it was lovely. From where? From IHOP. Really? It was awesome. I saw Roosevelt's was doing that with brunch. Nice. And so they had a couple different things you could do from them. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Nice. Delivering mimosas as well. I feel like a mimosa is like, you know, a brunch staple. If you're having brunch, you have to have orange juice with some kind of alcohol. I think you have to have a Bloody Mary or mimosa for uh-huh. sure. Uh-huh. That definitely yeah. it fills in the circle of brunch. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Gimpy, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, best part of the weekend, uh, my brother, girl, and I, we all decided to get the hell out of the house. So we went out to the woods, took this Jeep out, did some four-wheeling. It was a lot of fun. It's been a while since I've done that sort of thing, right? So we're out there, we're trailing out there by Chandler Park or whatnot, and and uh, here comes the worst part of the weekend, because we're taking turns back and forth, you know, just kind of driving, having a good time. My brother's like, hey, we're going to go down this trail here. And I says, bro, you ain't got enough clearance, you ain't going to make it. Ah, yeah, 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 it'll be just fine. We get about maybe 10 feet into this trail. Kadonk, zzz, tires start spinning. Try to tell you, bro should listen to me more often. So we had to call the neighbor, Tommy, across the street. Tommy, can you come and get us, please? Yeah, sure, man. Luckily for us, he was already working there in, like, Sand Springs, so he wasn't that far away. But the fact of it is we had to interrupt this guy, you know, and we got stuck, blah, blah, blah. 
giant pain and giant inconvenience, but we got out all the all's well. So I don't know anything about Chandler Park. Do they have trails to do that type of thing? It's not out at Chandler Park. It's around the corner, going oh, closer in towards in that area. In that area, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of eyeline trails and stuff out there that you can go to, and a lot of people go out there and take their four wheelers or their jeeps, jacked up trucks or whatever. And we stayed away. For the most part, because we know, my brother and I have been out there quite a bit, so we know kind of what trails to take and what not to take, and he thought that he could take this one, and he got down there, nose down, boom, wasn't going anywhere at all whatsoever. And I'm like, all right, so let's get some lumber and get some branches and something that we can get up underneath the tires to try to get this thing out, and I did nothing but just get a handful of splinters and had to pluck those things out over the weekend. That was that was pretty rough, but yeah. How long did you guys wait for... Help. Oh, maybe. Help? help? Uh, maybe 30 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. That wasn't that bad at yeah. all. We've waited out there a lot longer than 30 minutes for help. How help. Do, how do you, because I do know some stuff about off-roading. How do you secure your cooler? The cooler, we, <laughs> it just kind of stays in the trunk and it just kind of rolls around okay. or whatever. You know, when if, needed. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got enough ice in there to weight it down so it doesn't go flying out. And okay. Of course, you know, you just, you know, sacrifice one of the kids' seatbelts. You know, to, to secure it that way. Right. No, they think it's fun. <laughs> best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? The best part of the weekend for me was on Friday. We went and got some uh, beer from Nothing's Left and American Solera. And then we went to a Mexican restaurant we like uh, near German Corner called El Fagan mm. and got some Mexican food and kind of did a little support the local thing. And so that was awesome. The worst part of the weekend is while we were out, apparently the biggest hailstorm in a decade hit Owasso. And um, my wife's car was outside and smashed the windshield and did some damage to the hood. And so, and then they came out on Sunday after we did our testing of the coronavirus equipment for us to do our shows live from home if we needed to. And my roof has hail damage too. Oh, hell. Ah. So I will be filing three claims with my insurance company in, two, in a 60-day span. Will that make your rates go up? Acts of God. Mm-hmm. Cannot make your rates go up. Okay, so the hailstorm won't cause it or whatever. Ne- but neither, neither will the water damage. Really, it's an act of God. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? How well, about them good. apples? That's that good. doesn't mean they won't drop me. Right, right. It just means they they won't raise. Typically, don't raise your rates on that. Mm-hmm. At least according to those people that tell me that stuff. You know, the that are involved in all this. Right, well, that's what they do for a living. So you just trust their word. You had shown us the picture on Saturday mm-hmm. of like the damage and I'd see I had some other friends that live in Owasso in um, on their Instagram of their damage to their car. Yeah. And like what the hail looked like and it was coming down. And I don't think in my life I've ever seen hail that big. Yeah. It, like it <sighs> punctured so at the top of your roof line, it's there's a cap, right? It punctured the cap. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Good God. What size hail are Golf we ball is what I heard. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. people have said bigger, but it's the biggest, you know, hail damage in a decade. Yeah. It was like, my neighborhood, it was like the uh, like the ice cream truck, except it was all roofing companies. <laughs> it, it looked like someone vandalized your car. Like, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never seen anything like that before. That's crazy. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, somebody's texted in, Sam, and said, do a motion detector, you can do motion lights in your closet. So when you walk in, that they illuminate. Kind of like what we have in the hallway here. Kind of like that, stuff. yeah. You can buy the switch that goes at the door, mm-hmm. like what we have in the performance studio. Or you can buy, I know Sam's Club sells these ones that are little, you just screw them and they run off battery. Mm. Well, 
I could have easily just turned the light on to see where I was going, but I was trying to be considerate of my sleeping boyfriend. Like, I was trying to be quiet. I knew the dress where I wanted to grab it. I just, you know, normally don't have a speaker half set up because I was too right. lazy to put it back on Sunday or on Saturday. Right, right. That's what it was. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Worse, stepped on a thorn cleaning the yard. Went right through the shoe and deep into the foot. Ugh, how big a goddamn thorn is it? Best, uh, best part was cruising around Tulsa on Sunday afternoon, checking out the eerie quiet of spots in town that should be busy with people. Uh, it's weird that Gimpy's story is he's the responsible one. <laughs> um, best of the weekend, I did some social distancing at some private ponds with a fishing pole. Worst, my lips got sunburned. <laughs> I, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad, man. Uh, best, uh, got to relax and get some much needed rest. Worst, I stepped out of my truck right into a pothole and sprained the F out of my ankle. Oh, you get those sprained foot. Mm-hmm. I feel like sprained foot's pretty... <laughs> Uh, best got TP. Worst refused to fire an incompetent worker. A boss problem. refused. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That makes it, sense. By your judgment, an yeah. incompetent worker. Mm-hmm. Nobody's uh, ever felt that way before. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't even know what that feels like. Uh, Jason is on now. Hi, Jason. How are you? Pretty good. What's the best and what's the worst? Uh, the worst is I had to work all weekend, and but. Uh, my daughter brought my baby, my grandbaby over, and I shaved my head, and she didn't like my haircut. All right, like she, she was didn't terrified of you. you. Yeah, she. I, every any time I went to hold her, she was like, "Not today." <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. She she'll come around, Papa. Don't worry. Oh yeah, she'll come around. Right on, man. All right, Jason. Good to hear from you, man. Be safe. Have a great day. Oh, you didn't hear the best of it. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was the best. Just kidding. Go ahead. No, oh, no, that was the worst. Uh, the best was I had to go get a customer last night, and the guy was like six foot three, three hundred pounds. And I asked him if he had a dog in his truck, and he goes, "Yeah, I got a little Frenchie." What? <laughs> what a visual yeah. that is! <laughs> a truck driver driving around with a Frenchie little bulldog thing in his truck. <laughs> oh my God, that's adorable! They're best friends. What was the dog's name? Uh, I think he said it was Molly. I mean, he's a truck driver. He can't have like a German Shepherd. He's got to have like a little tiny dog. Yeah, one that's friendly. Oh, it was was really friendly. It was trying to lick me through the freaking window. (laughs) Right on. Jason, have a great day, man. Be safe. All right, you too. All right, buddy. See you later. Uh, Worst, wife was exposed to COVID while at work, but was in proper PPE. Best, I'm in IT and get to work for home from home because of my wife. Right, like she she triggered the right. response. I've been I've been exposed. Right, right. It's so weird to think because I don't know anyone that has that has it. Like personal knowledge of someone mm-hmm. that has it, tested positive or whatever. You know. Do you, Sam? Yeah, my cousin just, I think I shared with you on Friday, she she lives in Arizona. She's a nurse. She just tested positive for COVID-19. Okay. What about here? In Tulsa, no. Mm-mm. Gimpy? A girlfriend's friend uh, has tested positive. In the medical for business? Mm-hmm. She's also a nurse as well. Uh, tested positive for it. Of course, they were joking around a couple weeks ago. <laughs> You're going to get COVID. Well, here you go. Now you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Now everybody's, ah! listen, now everybody's, like, believes it now. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody Give believes it now. in that room. What are the chances <laughs> that she gave it to your girl who they gave it to you? She, listen, the girl is on the front lines fighting it already anyway, you know? So, I mean, being an RN, that's kind of a chance you take. So she's she's got the proper equipment. She stays, you know, pretty well sealed off, you know, so far as face masks and gloves and this and that. And we just hope for the best. That's all you really can do. Do you Have you guys discussed a plan if... She gets it? No. No. We just cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. Yeah, that gives me a ton of anxiety. <laughs> not, not like like right now. I'm talking. Right. If I had somebody that was in that, I'd be like, we, what's the plan? Because mm-hmm. there there's countless stories of people that are like, I sleep downstairs. She sleeps upstairs because right. she were, she's a doctor or a nurse. And I don't. Oh, right. And the kids. But see, the thing is, is I don't think I don't think the corona cares if you're sleeping upstairs or downstairs. I mean, once it's in the house, it's coming. It's coming. No, it's social distancing. Mm-hmm. They're saying. I mm-hmm. feel like that's the thing everybody agrees on. Yeah. At least when it comes to that, is that that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Six feet apart. Also, you're going to be super happy about this. Oh. I watched Contagion last night. Oh, how great is that movie? It's so scary because they use the words like social distancing and yeah. there's a part where he's like you you know the best way to beat this is social distancing wash your hands Lysol like everything yeah. that we're being told now and I was like ah! yeah and that like, movie's old yeah like <laughs> ter- kind of makes you think hmm? terrifying that movie is super scary don't if you have anxiety problems don't watch it oh, yeah. as soon as we turned it off <laughs> I was like oh my god oh yeah the stress. What was your the favorite part for you? I mean, I when at the very end when they figure out how she got it and they show like the picture of her shaking hands with that person, I was just thinking of like how many random things have to happen for a virus like this to come about that we didn't know about. Like yeah. a, a bat and a pig mixing. Like I, it's just mind blowing. Also. That when they were like looting each other's houses and for food and stuff like that, I was like, oh my God, I just, I don't want to live in that world. Right. They figured out at the end. I think everyone that lived ended up being okay, but God. Or some people get the vaccine before others. Mm-hmm. And those people get taken hostage. Yeah. To try and get the vaccine for their, just, yeah. yes. And then, oh, that, then that village just got a box of placebos. That pissed me right off. Yeah. Well, they kind of did something wrong, too. I know that, but there's, like... They, they, they also, they took somebody hostage to get them. Yeah, but they're, like, little innocent kids that didn't take somebody hostage. And It's not even a real thing. I still felt bad for these kids that don't exist. Yeah. It's, just, it's, an in, it's an intense movie, especially yeah. to watch while it's happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's scary. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, I had a truck driver come here, and he kept a parrot in his truck, he was nasty as hell because there was bird s all over him uh, and the inside of the truck. But <gasps> see, y'all needed something to feel positive. You, you're not driving a truck. The inside of your car doesn't have parrot s all over it. Gross. You can take a dog on the road with you. You can take a cat on the road with you. You know, you can kind of keep those contained. When you go to like rest stops, let them take care of the. But you can't do that with a bird. No, you can't. Birds don't care. No. Birds don't care. They're, They're the worst. Savage animals. Yeah. No one should have it as a pet. Uh, all right. We'll take a break. We got tickets we're going to give away to Smoking Guns 7 at the BOK Center on June 20th. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD.
Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Play a game. Give away some tickets to Smoke and Guns that's happening June 20th at the BOK Center. Oklahoma Firefighters against Tulsa Police. Uh, I'm sorry. Oklahoma Firefighters. Let's try that again. Firefighters against police officers benefiting the Oklahoma Firefighters Burn Camp. And the police are fighting for the Special Olympics of Oklahoma all to raise money for those two unbelievably great organizations that give the people that attend those so much joy. And uh, tickets available at BOKCenter.com. We're going to play the one-second game. One second of a famous television show's theme song. If you guess it correctly, you get the tickets to Smoke and Guns. But you've got to call. 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Let's go to our first contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? My name is Greg. Greg, how are you, bud? Pretty good. How y'all doing? Good, man. Uh, Greg, question. Just I'm doing like an impromptu survey. Are you still working? Yes or no? Yes, I am an essential employee. Aren't we all? The car wash was open the other day. So what is it you, what industry are you in? I deliver bread. Deliver bread? Yes. Nice. You are essential. essential, You really are essential, man. What's the problem? Why can't you keep the wheat bread on the shelf? Because, well, actually, a lot of all wheat bread they quit making to make other breads that sell better. And the bakeries are already at max capacity before all of this kicked in. Wait, so they're not making wheat bread anymore? Some of them they're not making for my company that I get bread from. Really? Yes. See, I, I was we could have just played the game, but I wanted to ask a question. <laughs> like, I love wheat bread. All right, man, let's go ahead and play the game. It's one second famous television show's theme song. If you know the television show, you're going to get those tickets. Are you ready, sir? Awesome, yeah. All right, here is the first clue. It's a tough one. Yes, very tough one. I'll give it to you again. I'm just going to guess uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Beverly Hills 90210 is incorrect. Hey, Greg, have a great day. Good luck on your route today. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, buddy. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Matthew. Matthew, how are you, sir? Wonderful. How are you doing? Good, man. Are you still working? Yes. Are you an essential employee? Yeah. Yes. What industry are you in? I work with the government. I mean, that felt kind of black hawk yeah. helicopterish the way you said that. Don't but ask him any more questions. Nothing like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nothing like that. I take care of veterans and their benefits. Oh, okay. Oh, you're a friend then. <laughs> right. What's Sam up, wants to Sam wants to have a word. <laughs> uh, all right, let me play. Uh, it's one second. Famous television show theme song. I'm going to give you two clues, okay? Okay. All right, here they are. Here's the second one. God. Let me do that again. What is it? I have no idea on that. <laughs> is that like Baywatch? Is it Baywatch? It is not Baywatch, Matthew. I'm sorry, man. Hey, have a great day. You too. Thank you. Right, see you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? David. David, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good. David, are you still working? I just got off work. And so you're in a, I'm guessing that makes you an essential employee. What industry are you in? I work at a juvenile, uh, juvenile uh, detention center. How's that right now? Is that crazy? Um, 
I work nights, so they're in bed sleeping. They better be. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to have to come in there. <laughs> yep. uh, all right, David, I'm going to play one second famous television show's theme song. I'm going to give you two clues. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here you go. That's clue one. Here's clue two. You know what? I'm going to give you a third clue, sir. Are you ready? Yes. Um, I don't have a clue. I'm just, I'll say Melrose Place. Melrose Place is not right. I'm sorry, David. Have a good day, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you later. Sam, you I, t- shook I your feel, fist in anger. Well, I had, I had a guess, which is in the screener, d- that I now think is wrong. Uh, you're wrong, yes. Gimpy's correct. Gimpy's one of Gimpy's favorite television shows of all time. That Good, should be the biggest clue. <laughs> Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? Uh, Eric. Eric, how are you, man? No, well, pretty good. Good. Eric, are you still working? I am still working. And what industry are you in? Oil and gas. Okay. Like uh, you go out in the field? Are you working from home? Yes. Yes, we're out in the field. Okay. Well, let me play these clues. It's three of them. If you guess it correctly, you're getting these tickets. Okay. Okay. Here's the three clues. What is it? I'm, I'm gonna guess Golden Girls. <laughs> Holy cow, Golden Girls is incorrect, man. I'm sorry, man. Eric, have a great day. Thanks. All right, buddy. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Nathan. Nathan, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Great, sir. Same question for you. I've asked everybody. Are you still working? On my way to work right now. I'm a service plumber. A service, right? Plumbers essential business, right? So you're going into people's homes. Yeah. How, does it make you nervous at all? I wear rubber gloves and a surgical mask. No, and where do you get the surgical mask? Uh, we bought them probably, I mean, we've had some on hand, but because uh, you never know on certain applications you want to cover up anyway. So we've had some on hand for months. Okay. And do you go, do you meet any of your customers and go, they totally have the vid? <laughs> um, I get the inclination. <laughs> right. Do you have to keep a log of everybody you've been in contact with? I keep uh, all my job tickets for all the uh, addresses and names, and uh, if it's a rent house or a homeowner, absolutely. Crazy, man. All right, Nathan, let me play the clues. If you guess it correctly, you're getting the tickets. Ready? Ready. Here we go. That's clue one. There's clue two, and here's the last one. What is it? It sounds like Malcolm in the Middle to me. Yes, no. It is Malcolm in the Middle. Congratulations. You're getting those tickets. Smoking Guns is happening at the BLK Center on June 20th, my man. Hey, good luck handling pipe all day, okay? Absolutely. All right, buddy. Fantastic show. That's one you could go back and watch and be like, this is still good. Yeah. From beginning to end. Oh, show. Man. Yeah. Good show. Uh, I started watching Tiger King. Uh, it It is unbelievable. Where are you at yes. now? I I'm finished. still on episode two. Oh, okay. okay. I finished the series over the weekend because I keep hearing everybody like, oh, yeah. so it gets excited. better. It gets better. It doesn't get better. Oh, my right. God. It's, it's so good. It's still does. a train wreck. Yes. It's still a mess. Yes. It is still... And at the end, you're left scratching your head like, what the hell did I just sit through? I love all the memes oh, that yeah. come out oh. of that. Like, the um, this guy, he I'm still single, but he can get two straight dudes. Right. 
Females are like, I, yeah. I can't get a guy to call me back, and he's got two. Yeah. My favorite one was, um, I feel like I should go on the record saying I've never had oral sex with a man because he had a tiger. <laughs> I'm just fascinated with the idea that there are people out there that have been clamoring to have their picture taken with a tiger. This yeah. is this is I'm in awe of this. I remember being younger and Jack Kemp going on Johnny Carson mm-hmm. with the animal and thought that was cool, not realizing like I do now, like how not okay that is. Right. They're just manhandling these little babies. That's all it is. Would you take a small human child and just let people pass it around, get their picture taken no. with this cute little right, baby? Right when you say it that way. It's yeah. The same thing. Yeah. So I definitely didn't. I think I've told you guys this before. When I was in eighth grade, I've got to meet a baby tiger and hold it, and it's messed up. But I loved it. I loved every second of it. It's and the amount of money mm-hmm. he can garner Easy. by taking photos for just a few weeks yeah. with these animals, or the amount of money. My favorite thing that has happened watching this, because again, I'm only on episode two, is one of his employees gets their arm ripped off, yeah. and they're fil- they happen to be filming that day, yeah. and he. Uh, changes his jacket to put his EMT jacket on. And I noticed it and I was like, wait, you have a catastrophic event happen Mm -hmm. and you put your EMT jacket on? It's a weird flex, right? It's a weird flex. A man of many jackets. Uh, In chaos, I rarely question my wardrobe before EMT shows up. Well, you're not near as flamboyant as this guy is. He's got to make sure that he looks the part. Wait till you get later on after you're talking with this gal, and I noticed that in a couple of episodes yesterday that her stump looks like an old rotten potato. Look at it. Yeah. Close. It does. yeah. She needs to put some lotion on that. By the yeah. way, she is employee of the decade. She literally got her arm ripped off by a tiger on Monday and was back to work on Friday. Because That's she felt an- so much loyalty yeah. to him. Still yes. feels loyalty to him because she got $100 a week and got to eat out of a rotten meat truck. Right. Oh, and they're starting that pizza shack or whatever. Like, <laughs> this is the best pizza. Those like- guys, they're like, this is the best pizza ever. One guy, not even a, a, a slice has been touched, whatever. He's got it on his plate. He ain't paid that or nothing. He's like, mm hmm, yes. It's so best good. pizza ever. And also, but, anybody that but, ever did eat there is now watching this documentary being like, ah! right. COVID <laughs> didn't start in Wuhan. No. COVID right. started at Joey's Oklahoma. Have you seen the pictures going around of the guy? Uh, and his nanny and how hot his nanny is. Oh uh, yeah, I, uh, I I I watched the part where they're like they're looking for a nanny, and he's like creepo, right? Yes. Creepo. He's like might as well be something good to look at while she's around here. And this, his his knocked up uh, girlfriend. I'm like, come on, girl, are you are you stupid? Like, so, well, Jeff she's Lowe too. Yeah, she, Jeff yeah. Lowe from Tiger King and his nanny, who's a smoke show. Yeah, yeah he comments yeah. on how 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 hot he picked her to be. Like I'll get her a nanny, but I get a chooser. He gets. He wants to bang her. Oh, he's such a creep. unbelievable show. It's amazing. Uh, all right, we got to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show. Oh yeah, is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's rocks. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Nine one eight four six zero KMOD can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Somebody sent this text. This is amazing. I went to the Tiger Park years ago and got to meet Joe Exotic. 
We took the tour and they gave us a disc with all the pictures that were taken on the tour as well as an extra file with 20 glamour shots of Joe Exotic. <laughs> Wish I could find that so disc. Amazing. That would be amazing. Oh my God, that is so great. Yeah, what that would be narcissist. amazing. Yeah, and then another text, hashtag free Joe Exotic. That is not going to happen. He is not getting out. Though I do cage. want Gimpy to work the right this guy. I want to get him on the air. <laughs> he ain't got nobody else to talk to uh, except for his husband right now. That's right, about it. Right. Oh, right. God, that would be so awesome. That just gave me a He's little He's in prison, bit. I believe, in Oklahoma. Yeah, he is. Oh, that's so awesome. So uh, approximately the 100 highest earning executives in the NBA is going to have their base salaries reduced by 20%. For the foreseeable future, the NBA is the latest major sports entity to cut salaries um, amid the uh, the coronavirus, and they're joining the NHL and NASCAR. That's good. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. They got to do what they got to do to figure this out. Everyone is effed for the first time on this. And I would think if you're the highest earning execs, then you already make a ton of money. So shouldn't be a lot for you to... Right. Make that sacrifice. Maybe you can't afford your helicopter fuel for this month. That might be tough for you. Hmm. I mean, that is sad. <laughs> Maybe that might hook. That, that is a little sad. <laughs> I am sorry about that. Yeah, but uh, that's okay. And longtime Harlem Globetrotters member Fred Curly Neal has died in his home outside of Houston. Oh, Curly, man. At the age of My 77. Curly. He was the bald guy. Yeah. He was a stud, man. Why do they call him Curly? I mean, I think you can figure that Just part because, out. But, mm, Okay. Is it because they're like being they smart asses? Or it's he, like you called the large guy tiny. Or he used to have curly hair, and that's why they call I, I him. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Well, sorry, the buddy. The Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Goodbye, old friend. Uh, he died at the age of 77. That's Boss the Wall Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5. Came up. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Uh, Our listeners are awesome. We love talking with our listeners. And uh, today is another example of that because we have Jeremy on. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Good, Corbin. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Jeremy's 36, has a girlfriend of one year. You have two daughters of his own. How old are your daughters, man? Uh, they are 11 and 9. 11 and 9. What are the challenges of having an 11 and 9-year-old girl? <laughs> uh, that I'm outnumbered. Uh, <laughs> my, old, my oldest is special needs, so she's got her own uh, complications that we have, we have to work through. But, and my youngest is a miniature version of me. <laughs> is that a good or a bad thing? Uh, Comedy-wise, it's a good thing, but attitude-wise, it's a bad thing. (laughs) Uh, You're an exterminator? What's it like to uh, do that job? Uh, It's fun. I mean, no job is the same, so it keeps me on my toes. And what's the craziest thing you've had to deal with as an exterminator? Uh, I would say bedbugs. Those can be interesting, depending on... Orders and everything else. Um, do you ever, I guess, I should ask, do you ever get skeeved out that they're going to follow you home or step on your shoelace? Or I don't know how those little bitches travel, but do you ever worry that they're going to get to your house? 
Oh yeah. Uh, anytime that I do a bad job, a bad bed bug job, I will change my clothes as soon as I get inside the house, and they go straight in the dryer. The dryer because she kills them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So then, how do you kill them if they're in your bed? You can't stick your bed in the dryer. You just do a blow dryer on them or something. Uh, a blow dryer or a steamer. Oh, you laughed. No, I'm just, he obviously doesn't put his, the mattress in the dryer. That's why I laughed. <laughs> you need a Dyson blow dryer, yeah. those things. Whoa. Yeah. Um, do you ever go to people's homes or wherever and go, yeah, of course you have bed bugs. Look at this rat nest. Oh, yeah. And the, the worst case that I've had was a hoarder that you couldn't get into bedrooms. Oh, Wow. So do you guarantee service at that point? You're like, I mean, listen, man, sorry. We try to guarantee service, but before we do anything, they've got to have it cleared out so we can get to everything. Right. Yeah. that Going into people's homes, man. So you're still working now, right? Oh, yeah. And what do you do to protect yourself from not just the bed bugs, like Sam asked, but the... The, the vid, the virus? Uh, I wear gloves in everywhere. If it's a situation that I feel, you know, somebody's been in contact with somebody that has the coronavirus, I can suit up and wear a mask and everything. But definitely gloves, and then I wash my hands and use sanitizer like it's going off crazy. And you were in the military. Tell me about the day you joined or why you chose to join. Uh, my dad and brothers were in the military, so I've always been around veterans. Um, I looked into it whenever I was in high school, but chose to go to college instead. Um, and then whenever I was getting ready to get my associate's degree, the Army called and said that they would pay off my student loan. That sounded really great. <laughs> so that was the motivation, Honest. like, I'm not going to have to deal with my student loan. Yeah, pretty much. And what branch did you go into? I went into the Army. And what did you want to do in the Army? I originally signed up to be bomb squad. Wow. Like you wanted to dismantle bombs? Yes. My understanding of that is that you've got to, you've got to have a really high test score. Is that true? Uh, yeah, you've got to test that really high. And then the school itself is a year long. And it's the hardest school or one of the hardest schools in the Army. And so how far did you make it into that? Or did you become, work, you know, make I, it in the bomb squad? I made it like halfway before I failed out. And and that's that's probably not a fair statement, like failed out. You, I mean, it's just quite challenging, isn't it? it? It's challenging. And at least back whenever I went through it, it's extremely political. How so? And you had to suck up to the right people. And if you did, you were you were good, they would help you out. But if you didn't and just want to let your performance speak for itself like I did, you were you were done. So it sounds like you're saying it was a conspiracy. Like, you were good at it, but you wouldn't kiss anybody's ass, and so they were like, see ya. Pretty much. Why didn't wow. you just decide to kiss somebody's ass then? Like, what made that's you... Just, that's just not how I am. 
I'm not, I'm not a kiss ass whenever it comes to to stuff like that. When you say kiss ass, I'm just curious of like what, can you give me an example of what people were doing that was, uh, you said was, you would feel like was kissing their ass? Uh, like bringing them breakfast and, <laughs> you know, you know, being all buddy buddy with them and everything. And, you know, when you're in the military and your instructors are higher rank than you, there's, you're not su- supposed to do that. Right. Yeah. That's, that makes, that makes yeah, buying breakfast is kissing ass. That makes complete sense. So uh, you you didn't finish bomb squad school. Then, so what did you end up being or doing? Uh, I ended up being a combat medic. Wow, that is hairy. That sounds insane to me. It it was. <laughs> what made you decide that you wanted to go from a bomb squad squad tech, which seems like it'd be very very hectic? than to be a combat medic, which is also seems it would be very hectic. Uh, well, whenever I fell out, they gave me the top 20 needs of the Army, and I got to pick my list of what I wanted to do, and they tried to get me something. And I got lucky that I got the, the one that I really wanted. Okay. And what's, how many tours did you do? I did three tours to Iraq. Um, are you still fighting that war in your head? Oh yeah. Every day. Cause there's no, I, I never have the right question to ask people like yourself that did three tours, especially someone that saw some of the things you saw. So I feel like that's always the right question to ask is if you're still fighting it, can you give any, shed any light on what it's like for you on a daily basis being home? Uh, it, it's the the daily reminders you know you, you know i might uh be driving down the road and you know kind of get a, a flashback or whatever of something that i went through while i was over there or it could be a song on the radio you know just the little things that kind of put you back into those situations what is the thing that you have taken on since you got home that helps you deal with those thoughts? Uh, the best therapy for me is, is disc golf and uh, playing video games. Are you dating Gimpy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, tell me about your first deployment. What was that like? Uh, my first deployment, it was it was fun. Um, I was with the infantry, so I was front line, kicking in doors, doing raids, getting shot at, getting blown up. Um, I met my platoon in Kuwait. I didn't get to train with them. I didn't know if I knew what I was doing. I went straight from AIT overseas. Wow. So that, like, in terms of camaraderie, that you're, you know swimming after a speedboat, aren't you? Like, you're just trying to catch up. Oh, yeah. I mean, whenever I first met up with my platoon, you know, they call the medic doc. And uh, with my dad being a Vietnam vet, I knew that respect was a a big thing. And so I told him, don't call me that. I haven't earned it. That's a sign of respect. And that helped me earn their respect more because they knew that 
I was serious about it. Was there a moment during your first tour um, that you weren't expecting, like when you showed up and I'm sure you had this idea of what deployment would be like, what is something that surprised you about being deployed? Uh, Whenever I first deployed, I thought, you know, sunshine and rainbows, I was going to go over there and stop the war on terror, that everything was going to be great. And I quickly realized that not everybody there wanted us to be there, that not everybody wanted our help. And so it was a balancing act of who was good and who was bad. What is a close call that you had? Um, I lost my best friend in uh, May of 2007. And the first patrol that we went out on, uh, we hit another IED and it disabled a tank. And our protocol was to dismount and provide cover for the crew to get out. And so we did that, finished the mission, got back, and I found out that I was standing on a secondary IED. How did you know? Uh, They did the post-blast analysis and found uh, the wires leading back to the secondary. What happens in that moment when they're like, do they go, don't move? Uh, I didn't know. uh, It was pure luck that us shooting at, at the rooftops prevented the trigger man possibly from sending it off. We don't know why it didn't go off, if it was a dud or what have you, but it was just pure luck. So you got back and they're like, bro, you were standing on one. You could have died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. What do you tell your family back home? Like, do you give them updates like, hey, I almost died yesterday, but for the grace of God, Mm -hmm. I didn't? No. My family didn't find out about that until years later right that's not something you share what about your first casualty and and having to deal with that as a combat medic uh it was difficult because the first casualty that i saw was one of my guys so yeah anytime you know it would you don't want your first casualty to be your own guy if you want one at all but it it was difficult because it was one of my guys um, and when it first happened, you always second guess yourself of things you should have done or could have done better. Um, but then, you know, I was lucky that my platoon sergeant came to me and was like, you did everything right. You know, it's not on you. It's not your fault. And do you remember, like, do you vividly remember all the events leading up to that, like, when they yelled for you to, for the medic, for you to run up there? Uh, yeah, it, it, it was, we were dismounted, and they set off an IED, and I was lucky, I was lucky that I wasn't on the ground, and so they loaded the casualty up in a different vehicle and took off, and my vehicle had to catch up to them. And then I jumped out, rendered aid, got him on the bird, and 
got into the hospital. Do you do people not? Do you think civilians are incapable of understanding what soldiers see in theater, much less what a combat medic sees? Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, some of the the nurses and doctors and stuff have an idea uh, just because of what they do at the hospitals and stuff. But the vast majority of civilians, they view it as what they see in the movies or what they see on video games. And it's not anything like that. Right. That's very vanilla compared to the horror that you get to witness. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say the difference is? Because... I've never been deployed or to combat, so I only I only, my only reference point is like what you have in movies. What would you say is different from that scene that I think everyone paints in their head? Uh, of course, you know it's it's bloodier, it's gorier, um, but there's a difference whenever it's somebody that you that you live with, you know that it's it's your battle buddy, it's the, the guy to your left. And to your right, somebody that you know, you know, their wife, their kids, you know, their family. And then in a split second, you're kneeling over top of them trying to keep them alive. God. When you were done, why were you just done with your your tour or why did you not go back? Yeah, whenever I got out. Yeah. Uh, I was medically discharged. What happened? I developed a heart condition. Um, I'm guessing that it's from the deployments uh, to where if I ran or overly exerted myself, I would pass out. Goodness. Wow. What is, the, what is that called? Exertional syncope. Wow. Man, the human body's fascinating. So is it just if you get too stressed or you just get, like, too tired? Uh, it started whenever I was taking a PT test. I was on the run, and I almost passed out. I caught myself before I went all the way down. And so now it's still that same way? Like, if you get too exhausted, it's, you'll pass out? It's gotten better over the years it's it's not as bad as it was but if i over you know try to i can't you know run a marathon or anything like that uh one last question it's on here in my notes to ask you about this and i kind of don't because i've never heard anything about it but just by the statement alone i understand what it is it says to ask about dead body detail so we the Americans, my first deployment, anytime that we would find a dead body somewhere, we were responsible for picking it up and taking it back to the local police station uh, for identification and disposal. And this one that I told Gimpy about, um, they put, I was always on them. I, I don't know if it's because I was the medic or what, uh, but one of my sergeants was out with me and he said that he would get the head and I would get the feet and we would lift it into the body bag. Well, whenever I went to lift it up, the leg popped off and we were kind of freaked out 
uh, about that happening, and then we realized that it was a the guy had a fake leg. God dang, man! <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to tell me something completely disgusting. <laughs> wow, yeah, that that's. I, I'm guessing you figured it out because the leg came off and you were holding it. Uh, yeah, it it stayed in my hands, and I was freaked out at first, and then I realized that it it was wood, not flesh. <laughs> the body part you were grabbing, yes. Wow. Dude, you have had a crazy experience in the military, and I can't imagine. I feel like you've only shared just a brief amount of the sacrifice you've had to give up just so you could do that. So thank you for that, and and it sure was nice talking to you, and, and, and good luck today, and be safe. Watch out for those hoarders, man. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Have a good day. You too. That's something I don't think I'm ever going to have to say. I picked up a body, period. I mean, we could just stop there. But yeah. I picked up a body and thought, and it came off, and then I was relieved. <laughs> it was an, a fake leg. I, I don't think I'm ever going to have to. That sense is never going to, short of me commenting on his story, I'm never going to be reiterating that. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I hope. <laughs> you never know, man. Listen, we currently live in the three-ring circus, so I, I don't want to I'm ne- Never Say Never has proven more true than it does today. we got to take a break, and uh, we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 829-45. I told people we're going to talk to this next guest. They were very excited and they all had the same question for him. So I will start it off. Good morning, Mr. Reeser. How are you? Good morning, Corbin. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. We're speaking with Jeff Reeser. You know him from the grocery store chain. And everybody has the same question. Where's the toilet paper? <laughs> well, let me let me start by telling you a quick little story. When this first kicked off, we had a lady that that uh, had five or six big, huge packs in her in her her basket. Our store director came out and asked her if she'd be kind enough just to limit it to two. She looked right at him and said, "I don't know when I'm. You, I don't know when you're going to get your next load of toilet paper." from china so i'm buying up and he said he looked around he told her said no wait 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 we don't get any from china come from muskogee and arkansas and wisconsin and other places close to here kimberly clark does paper towels and things here in tulsa and and she didn't believe him she didn't believe him and neither did any of the other people so we've got a little panic buying going on but it it's kind of getting better the last day or two i did notice to answer your question i don't know when we're going to get it we're going to get it in just kind of hit and miss, and uh, it'll 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 get back to normal. It's just kind of frustrating right now for all of us. I saw a post from the Oklahoma Grocers Association saying that there's plenty of food, but there's kind of a bottleneck that's happening to get it to stores and getting it on shelves. Can you explain that, and you know that my little five year old mind can understand? <laughs> well, I'll do the best. So when school let out. You had kids eating lunch at schools and different things. You had the restaurants begin to shut down except for their carryout. 
between those two pieces and other types of food uh, establishments, you were feeding about 50 to 55 percent of the people and the meals were coming that way. The grocery stores are about 45 to 50 percent, somewhere in there. So when you shut down the schools, the restaurants, you're trying to force all the people's food and meals through the grocery channel and the pipeline got sucked out. Okay. And so that's what's happened to us. It got sucked out faster than it could get replenished. You're right. There is plenty of food. We had enough food three weeks ago to feed the nation several times over, two weeks ago, one week ago, even today. It's a matter of getting it into the pipeline. So it, that's, it, that's probably it in a nutshell. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I never yeah, thought of it that way, either. that everybody suddenly needed more food, and they just kind of overbought, and that's what's kind of created this bottleneck problem. Um, you you guys instituted this having uh, seniors shop later. Is that something that one store tried and you're like, this is a good idea? Are you communicating with other grocers? Uh, is the association kind of given those ideas? Did you guys have a plan in place for something like this? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, actually, it just kind of bubbled up just like, just like you hear it on the news every night. The president, the governor the mayor, everybody talks about things where companies are coming and rising to the occasion uh, where they, uh, to give you a good example, through our wine and beer distributors, we, we're going to be getting some uh, some hand sanitizer here pretty quick where they've slowed down their beer production for the craft beer and they're going to make hand sanitizer. So there's things like that kind of happening behind the, behind the scene where it's bubbling up. And that's kind of how it worked with other grocers. Uh, it just started happening. There were people with uh, compromised immune uh, systems, things of this nature, pregnant women. And so uh, we tried to pick a time that would be convenient. Actually, we're doing it early, 7 to 8 in the morning is when we do it. So um, anyway, that it just kind of evolved. Uh, it's a pretty fluid situation out there right now. So so things you have to pay, you have to listen to KMOD and get up on the latest news because things do change from day. Yeah, you're right. It's a definitely a fluid situation. Your dad started this uh, grocery store in the 60s. What do you think he would say today about how to handle this now that you're at the helm? <laughs> oh, I could, I could hear him right now. I said, would everybody just remain calm, breathe through your nose, quit breathing through your mouth heavy, just breathe through your nose. We're going to get through it. And I mean, it's just, it would have been just that simple. Uh, and are you guys hiring? Uh, there's a lot of places that are hiring. Uh, I think I heard you talk once that people that uh, worked in the restaurant business are great candidates for you for employment. Yeah, let me kind of back into that because we have been hiring folks. Um, somebody asked me the other day, well, how are you handling, handling the online? Well, we aren't handling it well at all. Uh, there's a lot of frustrations with people out there because they can't get a pickup time. But when you go from two to 3,000 online orders a week to 10,000, there's not enough people to go pick those orders and get enough slots in the day to allow everybody to get, get through. So anyway, we understand that. There's, uh, there's work and, and things going on behind the scenes. But actually, people are writing software and doing things to modify the system so we can pick up additional slots. Now that leads us to people, which we have been hiring. Uh, a lot of the displaced uh, restaurant and uh, bar workers, uh, a lot of those folks, we, we, I know one of the stores picked up uh, 
10 people last week, and I don't remember which door. I was in three or four of them last week. But I would say we picked up at least 10 to 15 people average across the board, and most of those are going to be going in to be uh, online uh, online order pickers is where that's going to be. And if they stay with us, great. Some of them, you know, obviously they would have their uh, – their health card, and they may stay with us and do something else, but they're also welcome to go back to their other business, you know, when it uh, gets fired back up as well. I would have never thought that you had this system in place already of picking groceries and stuff, and just the amount of um, influx that happened was overnight, and you had to solve that problem pretty quickly, right? Yeah. I mean, we dropped, uh, we, we have the ability to pick up a birthday cake and a party tray. Those are kind of some one-offs that are tough items to carry in and out of the store. So we did it through the drive-through. It was part of our online piece. We stopped that because, listen, shouldn't have any more than ten people together anyway. So why do you need a party tray, right? So, <laughs> Great uh, point. We, we, <laughs> we've, uh, you know, we pulled it. We also dropped the smaller orders. We had people that were trying to order a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. Uh, because they didn't want to come into the store, and uh, you know it was just it was just bottlenecking the system because it almost takes as much time to go do two or three or four items as it does to do a hundred dollars worth of groceries. So it was bottlenecking the system, and we're trying to get back where we can be a little more productive, but we can also get uh, get the people in in and out, and uh, you know get get them what they need. And the stores are starting to fill back up, but it's still going to be a little touch and go on some items here for a while. And what is the conversation that you're having with your employees about how to stay safe while dealing with the public? <laughs> well, that we started back uh, the first part of March, and we started communicating. We obviously have protocols on on uh, cleaning and things that we do, hand washing and all those things. We started re-upping those protocols and started seeing what we need to do to beef them up. Uh, we changed some of the disinfectants and things that we cleaned the stores. We we picked up uh, the frequency uh, a little more often. I mean, we cleaned things like the handles over the frozen food. You know, we we cleaned those uh, uh, as somebody's working periodically. But but we we went to where we're cleaning those. We've got people wandering around the store. That's all they're doing is cleaning. And so we may be cleaning the handles over in the frozen food three or four times a day, maybe five. You know, it could be could be that much. So. So we've been communicating with them about all the best practices. In fact, as soon as I get off this, we're going to have another call. Uh, it's always been an option uh, whether the employee wanted to wear a mask or not. My wife has actually got a, a, a ladies' group here in Tahlequah where I live, and, and they're making masks for the local hospital here. And we've got some things like that that, uh, that we're going to be participating in, but it's going to be the employee option to do that. The thing that people need to understand, if customers would wash their hands before they come to the store and wash them when they go away, our employees are washing their hands uh, sometimes multiple times an hour, and they're using hand sanitizer, things of this nature. Gloves don't really don't really solve the case. A lot of people come in, they don't have gloves, they don't have gloves at the check stand, and they panic about that. That's not what the CDC health department, that's not what others are telling us to do. Because washing hands, and it's like I said, uh, uh, the, the mayor's been talking about it, the governor's been talking about it, all the, the uh, folks that stand up with the president and talk about it, wash your hands. That is the biggest thing that people can do to get it away. Uh, because a mask actually only protects you 
uh, it doesn't really protect you as much. It is helpful. Don't get me wrong. It could be helpful. But it's really the mask is more for the person that is sick, not the person that is healthy. So washing hands and just uh, uh, staying off of those kind of things is what really is going to get the trick done. That and the social distancing. I don't know if you've been in the stores. We've got tape on the floor now near the check stand. They're all six foot apart. And believe it or not, people are adhering to that better than they are uh, express lane, you know, 11 <laughs> items or less. You know how they take a whole basket. They're actually adhering to the tape deal better than they do the express lane side. So anyway, it's, it's getting better. It's just really been slow, and it's a uh, change for people. The express lane problem is probably a conversation for a different day. But the the... <laughs> I think that you, you know, Reesers and your name has been associated obviously with Oklahoma since the sixties and you're a good custodian of the community and taking care of employees. A lot of small businesses are suffering and trying to figure out this new way to run their business. Do you have any advice as uh, an Oklahoma company, small business trying to figure this out as well? What advice would you give those restaurants and small shops that are trying to figure this out? You know that that's a tough one. I I actually was thinking the other day. Well, what if what if Reesers was in that same position where it said, "Hey, you've got to shut down, and you can only do this or only do that." Well, the thing about it, uh, you know, our utility bill is still going on. You know, I mean, it'll run thirty to forty thousand dollars a month, and it's still going on. Our rent is still going on. All those things would would go on. And we have a pretty hefty payroll when, where you've got two or 300 people in a store working. Uh, and, um, you know, I don't have a really good suggestion for them because uh, I really am just kind of hooked up and my thought process is in on the grocery side. And it's a really a tough situation. I hope, uh, you know, that uh, through the uh, uh, social distancing and the package that Congress passed the other day, I'm hoping we find some ways out of this because, I think the the president, the governor, and, and the mayor are all right. The quicker we can get people back to working, the better. But everybody is trying to be optimistic, uh, and we just need to work our way through it and uh, and make sure we don't have uh, a spread of this. Although it's probably going to come and go a couple of times is what uh, – what our people behind the scenes are telling us, meaning it's going to come back in the fall, and hopefully we have some ways to combat it by then. But we need to get people back to work. And uh, I really uh, wish I had uh, my heart goes out to him. That's the reason we, we started trying to hire some workers, you know, just to, to do what we could to do for some of those that were displaced. Uh, Jeffrey, sir, from Research Grocery Store, uh, anything else you'd like to add? Is there anything else I can do for you? Man, I know. I appreciate you uh, letting me have a little bit of a megaphone to talk about it. But, uh, folks, uh, really, there's a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of good suggestions coming in. But wash your hands before you come to the store. Wash your hands when you get home. We're doing the same thing at the store and uh, keep the social distancing. Uh, one interesting thing, uh, CDC says that uh, the, the virus will not be transmitted by food. So talking about lettuce or apples or oranges or something like that, uh, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't incubate and stay on the product. We recommend that you wash the produce anyway when you get home. But, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to worry of that fear that you're going to pick it up uh, because of something you bought at the store. So sometimes people are maybe a little more overcautious than they need to be. But it's good that they're they're doing these things because it means that everybody's uh, trying to pull the rope in the same way. You can pull a rope. You can't push a rope, right? Amen. 
I love that line. <laughs> it was great talking to you, sir. Thank you so much. And thanks to the thousands of employees that are keeping the research network going. And, and as somebody text in, props to research. They're restocked better than the more efficient other stores that are out there. So you guys are killing it. Thank you so much for the time, sir. And uh, have a great day. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, sir. That's Jeff Reeser of Reeser's Grocery Stores. Love my research. You, the, the, the mindset that goes on, like we just take for granted, you get your thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize the number of levels it has to go through before it gets to you. Right. Yeah, and then all of us at once. I didn't even, until he brought up that, like, yeah, we're not going out to restaurants as much, so that, of course, no, more people need food in that way. Right, or kids are out of school, like, mm-hmm. they, people weren't grocery in their home prepared. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to dial it back, man. You don't need 85 cans of soup. For yeah. real. And then get home and go, I don't even like soup. (laughs) Tomato? Who the hell eats tomato? Jeff Hensley is going to join us coming up. You got a question about a divorce or something like that? He will be able to answer it for you when he's in the studio coming up. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mac Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Sam's got sports for us. With video game scores. (laughs) Who won Tecmo Bowl? (laughs) So Joe Rogan is stepping away from his duties as a live UFC commentator. He was speaking on his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, and said that any events the organization goes ahead with during the pandemic will not feature him as a live commentator. The UFC maintains that it will forge on with several planned fights, most notably UFC 249 on April 18th. And President Dana White has yet to comment on his departure. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, he's a huge part of the broadcast. Yeah. They do fine without him because he hasn't been he doesn't do every one anymore. But for him to be like, I ain't I ain't working, man. He don't have to. No, he really as much money as he's making. He's like, "Mm, I'm good. But that that's crazy that they're even gonna forge on with this UFC event. I don't know how. I don't know what state they're gonna do it in. Well they 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 will have to probably go to like Mexico City. Right, right, or some 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 island. That around that's not been doesn't have anybody on it at all whatsoever. I mean, you, I just you can't do it with nobody in the audience. It no. sounds weird. It looks weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mexico's like, come on, don't bring your COVID here. Right, we're good. Right, <laughs> don't do that. Right. Or <laughs> Russia or something like that. He would they would have to go to because it's a big UFC fight. Yeah, that one on, that two forty nine is. Yeah, why don't they just pause Khabib it for and a little Tony, bit? I think that's yeah. it, man. Just pause it. Bring it back later on. Let's get past all this bull first, and then we can beat the crap out of each other. Oh, but I love Khabib. He's, I like Tony, man. He's, I, I mean, I like both of them, but Tony is, poof. Khabib's a monster. He is. So is Tony. Actually, Tony's I, crazy. I'm going to go ahead and take that back. Go ahead and continue with the fight, because I actually do want to see that. Not that you're <laughs> leading up to it, but that specific one, for sure. Yeah, it's just weird, the idea of like, hey, people are spreading germ. If they both mm-hmm. take it and don't have it... Mm-hmm. Then let them fight. But it seems weird, like, hey, oh, like I'm going to drip on you. Yeah, like at weigh-ins, they also give you a COVID test? Well, yeah, part of your medical. It's called, it's called a medical before a fight. But, yeah, it would be part of your medical. Like, females have to do a pregnancy test. How about that? Before they fight. 
I mean, that makes sense. I just have never thought about that. It makes complete sense to not punch a pregnant woman, yes. Yeah, yeah. Kick, I didn't even think about that. There, there have been fighters that didn't know they were pregnant and have to step away from the fight because they're pregnant, and that's how they find out. I've got good oh, news and I've got bad news. that would so suck. <laughs> that would suck so much because you find out with everybody else. Yeah. Oh. So if something like that They don't happens. announce it. <laughs> they don't announce it and go, and you're pregnant. Like, they don't do it like that. They're like, hey, this, you, hey you, we had a problem with your medical. What? Because they tested for other things, right? Mm-hmm. We had a problem with your medical. You, you're, you're pregnant. You're not going to be able to fight. I'm sorry. Congratulations. Well, well now. Well, congratulations, sorry. We have three days. Can we take care of this? Right. <laughs> oh, jeez. Three days? Yeah. I don't know anything yeah. about it. I'm like, three days? Yeah, Seems like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple hours, from what I, the way I understand it. You got to get it and get, get it now. You need a little recovery time. Oh, right. Yeah, I no, would not know anything about that. Uh, also, Columbia Sportswear CEO Tim Boyle, he is going to slash his salary um, to $10,000 a year so his employees can, see, can keep collecting their regular paychecks during this pandemic. The company says that uh, 3,500 employees were at risk of losing their jobs or not getting paid before he did that. Wow. That's, that's pretty stand-up. That is awesome. Yeah. I what mean, a good buddy. Our, it was nice of our CEO to do that, too. That's <clears throat> balls to all sports. I, no. <laughs> oh, my mistake. Sorry. No, I don't know anything. I just no. didn't. I, I, <laughs> I just kind of assumed. I, I, don't, I don't think so. That's balls to all sports. I'm Stephen Sam on 97.5 Kayla. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. In these uncertain times, why be with someone you can't stand? I know a guy that can help you <laughs> That's right. end it with them. Jeff is in the studio from Hensley & Associates. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. We should point out, you guys don't just do divorces. You also help with adoptions. Oh, yeah. Which also, in this uncertain time, maybe you feel the need to solidify that uh, stepchild in your life and make them officially yours. That is an easy process oh, to yeah, get started absolutely. through your um, through the uh, uh, law firm, right? Absolutely, yes. And, of course, you know, the courts, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the courts in a minute, but is, you know, if you need an emergency protective order, we can help you with that. The courts are still hearing those emergency guardianships, those kind of things as well. So let me uh, first start by saying that the Supreme Court of Oklahoma issued a second emergency order last week. All courthouses in the state of Oklahoma are now shut down until May 15th. Wow. Okay, wow. so oh my now... Uh, has there ever in the history of the no, courthouse has been this type of shutdown? No, and in fact, a lot of us were talking... I mean, I, I actually went back and looked and, and thought, well, maybe something happened during World War One or World War Two or... You know, something, the flu, uh, Spanish flu epidemic in 1918, those kind of things. Never in Oklahoma, at least, has the courthouse been shut down this long. Let's put it this way. When there was that, um, oh, that uh, big ice storm and, and uh, yes. snowstorm or anything back in 2011, yeah. the courthouse was shut down for one day. Okay? <laughs> and despite all the crap to try to get there, we still had to go to the courthouse after that one day. So... This is unprecedented. We're in weird times. And it's like I said last week, mad, mad world, right? We, we are definitely in unprecedented times. Uh, now, there are some, some courthouses and some judges that are handling things remotely. Um, if you have a criminal case, you know, they're still doing uh, bond hearings and things like that. It's just being done remotely uh, rather than going to the courthouse. The court clerks are still there working. So we can still file stuff. 
Um, it's just it's going to take longer to file in the sense that uh, even though the Tulsa courthouse is literally five blocks from my office, we are no longer allowed to go down there to do that. They ask us that we uh, mail that stuff in. So um, it's weird. It's strange. We're all having to adapt. Um, and yes, people, we are open. Um, we are there working. We, um, I'm there every day. Uh, I've got people that are working remotely as well. Uh, but we are working every single day on your cases. Uh, nothing has stopped um, as far as that is concerned. Everything's just delayed at this point until we until this virus thing is done with because they just don't know when. And, and you have to give props to the Supreme Court justices in the sense that they are trying to do its best, not just for judges and clerks and courthouse personnel. They're trying to do its best for the public and for the attorneys and everything else to keep everybody healthy because only together are we going to be able to flatten this thing out. So um, with that being said, you know, we're still working. We're still doing things. In fact, we uh, this weekend, my uh, staff and I made the decision, uh, healthcare workers, if you're listening, and first responders both, okay, very important. We're going to be offering powers of attorney, healthcare powers of attorney, revocable trusts, and basic wills uh, for half price of what we would normally charge for healthcare workers and all first responders. So, oh, that's awesome. Just, just to try and ease the minds of those people in, the, in those industries. Absolutely. And I can tell you, you know, uh, you guys know my wife's a doctor for St. John Owasso, and so she's on the front lines. Um, and it's a scary time for healthcare workers, I think, not just because of the, the virus itself, but the number of people uh, that are involved with it and all the weird things that are going on with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, they need some peace of mind as well in what they do and how they're handling things with their own families and whatnot. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the memes on Facebook about the, the doctor and the nurse that can't give their little kids, uh, hugs and stuff. Now, what those pictures don't show you is, is that, uh, those doctors go home and take showers and then are able to, to touch their kids, obviously, because that's what my wife's doing. Um, but you know, we have to be careful, and it's it's important that our healthcare workers stay mentally healthy, not just physically healthy, because they're under a lot of stress. Um, ironically, today is National Doctors Day, so if you know a doctor or have a doctor, you know, say a little prayer for them and, and tell them thank you for the work that they're putting in during this crisis, because um, there are a lot of hard workers and a lot of people putting their lives on the line for you. Um, and, and I know everyone thinks, well, that's what doctors and nurses, well, yeah, that's what they supposed, they're supposed to do, but they've really stepped up and tried to take care of us by doing all these things. So, um, you know, tell them thank you. And so if you are a first responder or a medical professional, healthcare professional, please call my office. We're happy to do that for you. Uh, we can get it done right away. So, uh, Jeff Hensley from Hensley and Associates is in, in the studio. If you have a question about a uh, custody case you're dealing with, or maybe you're trying to figure out how to get your um, the money you have to pay down, or you feel like it's not fair, Jeff can answer those questions. Uh, he's in the studio now. We had somebody on the phone that had a question about the courthouse, uh, but it looks like we lost him. Uh, I, people are getting married, and you can't get a marriage license right now, can right. you? Not that I'm aware of. Um, there's been a lot of discussion on different lawyers' forms about these kind of issues, and you know, my understanding is, is there are a few courthouses that may be doing it kind of remotely kind of deal, but for the most part, the Supreme Court order was pretty specific. Shut down. Um, clerks go home. Judges go home. Those kind of things because they want to make sure that everybody stays healthy. They want to make sure that we're helping flattening the curve on this. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I was engaged for a year, so I, I, I know time sucks when you're wanting to get married. I get that. Um, 
There's no rush. Well, <laughs> after being married for so long, yes, okay, there's no rush. But uh, having said that, remember, you first of all, if you want it to be your special day and you want people there, the only way that's going to happen is if this virus is gone because, you know, as it is right now, it's been ordered in the state of Oklahoma, no more than 10 people at one place. So with that being said, you know, there was one couple that was on Facebook here in Tulsa that actually did their uh, ceremony and everything. Apparently, they got their license before all the, the shutdown, but uh, they did it through Facebook uh, face, uh, uh, Facebook Messenger or Facebook Live, I guess, um, and did their ceremony and everything for all their family and friends through that. So that that's pretty cool, and I guess that's an option if you have a license. But it, it'll be there. I mean, if you love each other now, if, assuming you don't kill each other during the shelter-in-place, uh, <laughs> the marriage will come. You know, it, it'll be back to normal at some point. We just don't know when. So How would that work? If you got your marriage license before, you're not officially married until the the this courthouse receives that document and is signed and sent back to you. And if you can't get one and you go ahead and do a Facebook live wedding, when as a family law attorney, would you be deemed married? It's an interesting question. And the first part I'll say, like I did last week is, you know, common law marriage, man. Um, no, besides that, I mean, if you had a license before and you go and do the ceremony and everything is signed and you, I mean, remember our clerks are still working at the courthouse. So if you do that, you just mail it back in. You don't have to physically take it down. You just mail the certificate back in. It goes on file. That That's easy peasy, the first question. Second question is, is if you want to do a, I mean, I guess if you wanted to do a ceremony and go and do the uh, the license part of it later, I guess that could happen. Um, I don't see a problem with that. It's just going to be everybody's going to have to date it in your official marriage date according to the state of Oklahoma, which, by the way, marriage dates according to what's legal, as far, meaning what's on file in my personal opinion, I don't think anybody really cares about because, for example, because I've explained this before, I've done these cases where they thought they were divorced and they went ahead and got married here because nobody bothers to check other states as far as what their marriage license are and when sure. they're divorced. Not a da- there's not a national database. No, there's database. no national, da- not a, no national database. I, it'd be kind of cool if there were, but there's not. So, um, I mean, I think you could do it. You just ha- would have to post-date it later. What about... Personal opinion. I, I don't... I want to be separated yeah. from my partner. Like legally separated? Legally, how can you do that in this We can still file, again, we can still file. We can still file for divorces. We can still file uh, for paternities and have people serve. We can still file for legal separations. Um, so if you want to get that on file, great. Give me a call. We'll get it done right away. We can still file things. It's just the initial hearings and everything are on hold until we can get back into a courtroom. So with that being said, if you want to file, great, call me. We'll get it done right away. If you, guys and gals, if your child support, excuse me, if your work environment has changed in, this, in the sense that your income has changed, let's get those on file now. Don't wait. That's, that'd be ridiculous for you. Let's get those modifications on file. We can still, everyone understand, we can still file. That part of the courthouse is not shut down. We can still get things on file. Give me a call. Don't wait. Don't miss your... Filing dates, don't don't screw yourself months over of going, oh my gosh, I should have changed it. Let's get it done. We're happy to do it for you. Meanwhile, we should also point out that if you end up having to lose your job, you want to make sure you get that adjusted Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Especially if it's you're in an industry that's going to take a while to get back on its feet. So give me a call. We can still do modifications and get them on file. We just The hearings are on hold, not the filings. Uh, somebody kind of, and this may be um, a little outside your realm, but someone once said, if someone is in jail waiting for a hearing to be released, does that mean they have to wait until G- uh, May 15th? 
I don't believe so. And what you want to do is you want to call Perry Newman at my office. He's the one that handles our criminal stuff. Um, he's been doing it for 26 years, so he can give you a better answer on that. My gut reaction is, is no, they don't have to. I mean, that's like I said, they're still doing bond hearings. Uh, Judge Guten here in Tulsa is still doing bond hearings. It's all just being done remotely and, uh, and that sort of thing. So, no, I don't believe that's the case, but please call Perry at my office, um, and he can answer that question. Here's another question. It says, uh, my fiancé and I are getting married no matter what. On the 11th of April, it'll just be us, our pastor, two witnesses. After the big fiasco is over, when we get our license, is it going to be the 11th or just the day we get the license? I think it'll have to be the day you get the license. The way the law is always written is you get the license and you have to get married within, I think it, it's five days. Um, so I, I don't know. They, you know, because we are in such weird times, they may make different allowances. By the way, congratulations on the 11th of April. That's when my parents got married back in 1968. Wow. So uh, Adorable. And they're still married. the year my parents got married. <laughs> Good <laughs> so, for you. So with that being said, um, you know, it may be, that's, we were just talking about it a second ago. You may have to post-date it. From a legal perspective, it doesn't necessarily matter per se, I guess. But they may make special allowances. We haven't had any... Uh, direction from the Supreme Court or the local court systems on that issue yet. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But, you know, they may do that. We're just going to have to wait and see. Right. They, when you get a divorce, they don't go find your marriage license and see when you were married. Right. Uh, Karen is on. She's got a question. Karen, you're on with Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates. Hi. I have a landlord question. I'll do my best. We are... Okay. Well, we're working with our tenants, the ones that have lost jobs, but we have a couple of people on SSI, and they are not paying, but they have income. Their income has not changed. Why are they not paying? Just because they don't want to, or what? Yeah, because they're taking advantage of the situation, knowing that we really can't do anything. Well, you can, remember, um, you can still file to, for... We can uh, still file. That's my question, is can we still file? Yeah, I mean, and that's what I was uh, saying earlier, is, is the courthouses are still open for filings, okay? So no matter what county you're in, uh, you can still file things. If you've got to enter a forcible entry detainer or whatever it may be, you can still get those things on file. That's not a problem. It's just the actual hearing uh, will not be heard for a while. But, you know, understand once you serve them with notice of that, that you have filed, that may spur them to get off their butts and get it paid. So, um, right. yeah, you can still file, absolutely. But we just have to mail it in, is that correct? That's correct. You have to mail it into the courthouses uh, rather than physically walking down there or uh, having someone else go down there for you. You have to mail them in. But So it's going to take a few extra days by mail, but, you know, in the scheme of things, with what way things are, that's no big deal. Okay, great. Thanks, Wonderful. Karen. Thank you so much. All right, good luck. Uh, this was a text one that came in. Uh, me and my fiance recently found out we are pregnant with our second child. She was on a birth control pill, so we thought her doctor sh prescribed her a birth control pill that she later looked up on the internet, and it said it was a pill for menopause, not <laughs> birth control. Okay. She called her doctor, and he insisted it was a birth control pill. Fast forward a few months, and she's pregnant. Do you guys think there is something we could get uh, a lawyer over? No. Not at all. I mean... Explain why, Jeff. <laughs> all forms of contraception, birth control, condoms, IUDs, whatever they may be, there's always a percentage chance you can get pregnant. Okay? So even if it is... Right. ...or isn't irrelevant. Well, this is the joke. My, my dad's a doctor, obviously. We talked about that. And this is the joke he's always made. 
Well, I'm only hampered by 12 years of upper education, including medical school and residency, okay? Your OBGYN <laughs> has done a lot of schooling, okay? You should probably listen to them. Unless you think their brain is fried and they're doing drugs for some reason, which, by the way, if you saw that, you should get out of that exam room. But my point is is that these people have been trained to do what they what they know what to do, okay? The Internet and this One internet search over 12 years. Right, of- right. <laughs> um, and this is the problem even lawyers face, right? Uh, you may have seen the, the, the memes or the mugs on Facebook about that kind of stuff. We go and we, we train. We do this every day. Just like doctors, they, they, they do their job day in and day out. They have to do their continuing educations just like we do. You know, if you're going to them, they know you should understand that they're trained and they know what they're doing, just like with a lawyer, okay? Um, you can say, and we talked about this, where people call and say, well, my friend went through this, and my case is exactly like theirs. Well, no, it's not. Okay, it may seem like it is, but every single case is different. And we have training to handle that, just like OBGYNs or dermatologists or you know whatever they may be, understand that the internet is our greatest tool as a society, and it's our greatest at least for professionals, in my opinion, including car mechanics, okay, um, is our greatest terrible weakness in the sense that people look something up on the internet and automatically think, hey, I know more than the doctor who's had all these years of training and all these years of practice. So right. um, in, in this case, no, you can't go for a lawsuit. Like I said, even if it were a birth con- an actual birth control pill, which I'm imagining it is, um, even if it wasn't, even if it is, there's a one, you can always read, there's always a 1% mm-hmm. chance. There's only one 100% form of birth control, everybody. And I'm not trying to be political. I'm just talking about from a biological standpoint is abstinence, okay? Uh, That's the only way to make sure you definitely don't get pregnant. Um, There are no immaculate conceptions. There was only one, and that was, you know, Jesus. So with that being said, um, no, there's always a percentage chance that you could potentially become pregnant even from IUDs and and condoms and things like that. So and you have to like, take were, it at a certain time every day. So there's is some responsibility right. on you to prove that you would exactly. have taken it. I think perfectly. ultimately exactly. what the person is asking is that malpractice that they no, prescribe something that no. is not birth control. No, I will tell you having having represented doctors on malpractice cases before I became a family law attorney, I can tell you no, that would not be a lawsuit that you're going to get anywhere with. Period. Right. Some you probably can find a lawyer because you're amped up about the lawsuit, but that doesn't mean you're going to win. I can't imagine there'd any. First of all, you've got to show damages. Okay, what's the damage? That you got a baby? Give me a break. Okay, right. unless that, that, that baby, threat was already and, there. Right. Unless unless that baby unless because of that medication that baby came out damaged in some way, you know they they suffered hypoxia or they've got some sort of birth defect or something like that that was caused by this medication. There there are no damages. Yeah. So there's no lawyer that would take it anyway because there's no damages. Someone sent a text and can SSI be garnished? Yes. Simple answer. Yes, I've seen it garnished. Yes. And it doesn't preclude you from paying child support. If kids, if kids get adopted out, does the parent that lost the kids still owe back child support? No, they don't. Once the child is actually adopted, well, okay, let me back up. I said that wrong, and because I had a, I guess I've got too much Red Bull. Um, <laughs> back support is still technically owed. All right, it's current support moving forward that is no longer owed. But if there's a back support owed, um, that is still technically owed. Now, right, you, it's not going to be forgiven. No, just it's because not going to be child's forgiven. Adopted out. No, it's not going to be forgiven. Now, most people don't actually go and collect that. Okay, and it falls by the wayside. At least that's been my experience. Um, you also have to look at the um, issue of 
you know, is there still an open case with DHS? Because technically they close it once the adoption is done. So you probably want to start those proceedings prior to the adoption being completed. Um, but no, it's not forgiven just because the adoption is done. It's only f- moving forward that it's forgiven, not the old stuff. Okay. Listen, if you have a case pending and you're, it's in the court system, Jeff and the people at Hensley Associates can keep you updated on what's going on with the courthouses and whether you can get a case in. And uh, a lot of people are trying to figure out how to save money and do stuff themselves, grow vegetables, whatever. You don't want to do that when it comes to getting divorced or doing an adoption or a power of attorney because you want it to hold up in court. And you don't want to try and navigate the court system in these weird times. Why take your chances of it being wrong when you think it's all taken care of when you can hire Jeff and the folks at Hensley and Associates? That number is 398-5692. Mention KMOD. You get a free consultation over the phone. And we're still doing those. Absolutely. Right now, you can do that. So Absolutely. 918-398-5692. If Jeff's not available, you can leave a message and he will call you back. 918-398-5692 for Hensley and Associates. Jeff, be safe. Good luck to your wife. Will do. Thanks. I got one thing yes. I want to say just real yes. quick. Uh, happy birthday to my son, James. He is seven <laughs> He is seven years old today. Seven. So, Adorable. So, yeah, I know. It's hard to admit it's been seven years. Wow. So I just wanted to throw that out there and say happy birthday, son. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. <laughs> Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Uh, I'll hit it again in case you missed it. If you're on the front lines of fighting the coronavirus and you're worried about your affairs being in order, uh, Jeff can help you with those solutions, and he said he's going to take care of you. So um, I know, like, my wife and I each have power of attorney over each other So uh, because she works out of the city. And so if I need to go sign, she, we need to sign something together, I can just sign it on her behalf. And it's hugely beneficial. Yeah, right. And if you're someone who works like 12 on, 12 off, or 24 on, 24 off, or whatever that is, it's a huge benefit for the other person that's keeping your household moving to have a power of attorney. I'm not, if you choose to do it, do it. I'm just saying personally, I find it to be very useful mm-hmm. as someone who is, can helps run the household to be able to sign stuff for my wife. Shouldn't have to take a day off to come and do sign a piece of paper. I mean, I like the day off. It's great. <laughs> but However. A uh, couple of things. Nickelodeon tonight is hosting the Nickelodeon Town Hall. And it's hosted by Kristen Bell. And they're going to address children's concerns about the COVID-19 outbreak. It's Aww. an hour-long special with insights from medical experts, including... Uh, the California Surgeon General and the former U.S. Surgeon General who are going to appear via video chat. And it airs tonight, 7 o'clock on uh, Nickelodeon and the International Networks. Now, what I'm not sure on if that is East Eastern Central mm-hmm. Arizona, whatever. I don't know what that is. So, Are they going to dump slime on one of the Surgeon Generals? Only if I they say one key phrase. <laughs> Which is... I don't know. Yeah, I forget. I don't remember. I think it's like, I'm sorry. It's called I Don't Know. Oh, damn it. I don't know. Where's oh. the slime? Yeah, I believe that's what it is. Um, 
some police, French police, are fielding weird questions about the coronavirus. Here are some of them. Can my husband spend the weekend with his mistress? <laughs> a stranger caressed my horse. Is there a risk it's contaminated? <laughs> That's very, uh, very nice. Caressed my horse. They didn't pet my horse. They caressed it. After my divorce, I managed to find someone, but he lives 25 kilometers from my home. How can we do it under lockdown? I took out my dog this morning. Can I do it this evening? Oh, my God. Lots of people are tattling on quarantine breakers and want them to be arrested. Do you think that you should tattle on people not quarantine, doing the quarantine? N- no. Mind your own damn business. I uh, I think if it's like those those bars and what, whatnots we were talking about earlier this morning where they're having, you know, parties and such, yeah, that should get tattled on. I agree. That's, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Well, so your neighbor's yes. having a party. Because there's a story of a guy, uh, some vigilantes. Hold on, I'm trying to remember. I think it's in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And they are people that are violating it. They're going, in one case, chopping down a tree to block their driveway so they can't get out. See, now that's just gone too far. Yeah, here that's it is. property damage. I mean, if you can prove it's them. Yeah. Uh, this is in Maine, and the story is is that they decided to, oh, this is even more crazy, mm-hmm. is they forced them to self-quarantine because their license plates were from out of town. What? That's a little presumptuous. Took matters into their own hands, barricaded them inside of their rental property. The group had vanished by the time the authorities responded. And, yeah, you can't be doing that. That's stupid. Mm-mm. But what if somebody's having a party down the street? Um, yes, that I would. Why? Because we're not supposed to be doing that. You're making things worse. Groups I would think it's different. Smaller. I mean, he's how a party. You, well, how so would you? Okay, how would you deem it's a party? If there's more than ten cars there. <laughs> so Easy. what you do, guys, is you yeah. carpool. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. I can't count. But if you're my neighbor and I know, you know, I know what cars my neighbors drive and so if i see you know 11 cars there then i know there's at least 10 people there not necessarily the cars may just be parked there stop throwing a rager on a monday excuse me 10 cars you're not (laughs) going to know which house those cars belong to Mm -mm. unless they're all parked in the yard i would would you yeah i would how because we live in such a small place, I would know what. I mean, Ten cars ma- parked in front of one place. There's like yeah. s- that would cover seven apartments. Yeah, exactly. Or condos. That's what I'm saying. I would know if there was a party there because we don't have that much room in condos, and so I would. Right, I don't but even which think. condo does it belong to? Is what I'm saying. I probably one with all the loud music and you know. To me, I don't. The, cars is not a reason. The, the rage lights, the it's, it's, it's fog do machine. Do people have rage lights? Yeah. I, to me, it's it, the cars aren't the indication. If it's loud, mm-hmm. yeah. Then okay. Seven people can make noise. But loud. is it is it a good use of the police force to run around chasing these things? No. no. But if it's next door to me, I'm not running around. It's next door to me. No, the police that's the, that's running around trying about. to chase these down. Is that a good use of the police force? Mm-hmm. You right want to say yes. no. Mm-hmm. Because it's not. I, I, I don't think so. It's not a good. They could be out taking care of real crimes, catching murderers and butt rapers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Instead of 
tracking down the people who are just trying to party while they're stuck in quarantine. I I yeah I agree. I don't think that that's a good use of the police's time. Well, don't be my neighbor and don't party. We won't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, people are not going to obey this. There's no 100% people not obeying this. There's just not. It's not going to happen. I can tell you from where our studios are at 71st and Yale, the traffic is dramatically less. Oh, yeah. You can tell. Dramatically less. Yeah. It's the first time I drove into work. I didn't see one car Mm -hmm. until I got like into Tulsa. Which I thought was bizarre. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was on my way up here to do some work, and there's more people on the road on a Sunday than there is during the work week. Now, even when I leave here afterwards, you know, it's usually about lunchtime or whatever, and sometimes it's hard to get out of this uh, intersection where we're at. What? I found and there's no good that comes out of this except for how easy it is for me to make a left over there. <laughs> that's the only good thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know if that's a, a good huge thing. difference. Uh, Pharrell Williams, you know who that is? Mm-hmm. That guy with the Arby's hat. Right. He's got the Arby's hat. He's, people are freaking out on him because he was put a post out on social media just trying to be a good buddy and say hospitals are running low on masks, gowns, and other critical items. We need to replenish their supplies, take action, make a donation, and ask others to join the fight. We're in this together. Let's protect the responders on the front lines. Very nice, right? Yes. Yeah. People pissed. Why? Because he makes $150 million. Where's your donation? You're asking the least, the most vulnerable people in this in terms of they're probably going to lose their jobs? Yeah, but, I mean, we don't know if he has or not. You're just making an assumption. I agree. I agree. It's Poor not. He, he doesn't need to tell you he made a donation. Mm-mm. But now he's like, ah, fine, I made a donation. Here's my receipt. Right. <laughs> people are just wired... They're just ratcheted up, man. For real. For anything. Anything, they're ratcheted up. They got something they want to say. Yeah, they're just waiting at home. Bored. Yeah, because they don't like, know what to Someone do. Someone piss me off. I finished the Tiger King. <laughs> I've got nothing else now. Right. Somebody make me mad. Right. Somebody did, I'm grumpy. Somebody did send a question for Jeff about, hey, I think I may have married Joe Exotic at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I didn't waste my time asking him that. Uh, all right, we got to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station, 97.5. KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. If your business is doing something nice for the community or your business has figured out a different way to run your business, email it to us, show at KMOD.com. You're going to hear it throughout the day where we're promoting some of these places that are doing something nice. For our community in a time when, quite frankly, we all need it. So show at KMOD.com. If you've got something that your business is doing, you'll hear it again throughout the day. We'll start with Sam. Sam, what'd you learn today? I learned that Gimpy went straight to butt rape and that he injured his craw on the wood this weekend. 
Gimpy, what'd you learn today? I learned that uh, it's a sad, sad day when I'm the voice of reason in any instance, and that uh, my internet trumps your schooling. Uh, I learned that uh, days for an abortion, yes, days, days for an abortion. Take as much time mm-hmm. as you need, not hours. Uh, and I also learned that uh, Gimpy took mine, but Gimpy was the voice of reason. When it comes to cereal, he definitely is. You got dang right. <laughs> But when it comes to other things, no, no, no. Uh, it's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. I'm Steven Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm Self. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Uh, yeah. Ready? Uh, Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? There should be no more, so for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total douchebag. Total Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle Tulsa. (laughs) God bless Tulsa. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.